0: it's oh god yeah it's it's a time once again way it's another boys picks and the lovely fans including you possibly have voted for this very special episode is billy's pick again saw SummerSlam 2005 with Eugene and bikini car washes and a racist hot dog. Hooray! Lots of fun to be had there, but hey, also lots of fun to be had over at our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash AE podcast. If you want to get access to a whole shed load of new audio content to tide you over between seasons 3 and 4, coming very soon, you can, of course, become a $5 backer and get immediate access to 50 hours of the smackdown crawl get yourself access to some full video length episodes with our gamesmanship series and our recent favorite from our fans over on patreon the bibliotech book report series we're on to part two and soon to be part three of the hardy boys aka exist to inspire these are all available if you become just a five dollar backer for one month you get immediate access you support the show help billy come down and get more episodes recorded and as well get yourself all those audio goodies as already mentioned and hey not just for five dollars if you want to become a ten dollar backer over 25 q a special episodes for myself adam and billy all available for your ears and twenty dollar backers can access to our entire back catalog of audio commentaries for wrestling movies and documentaries hey did you know that we've got a new one out in the marine we look at big match john's big match debut on the silver screen get it now at selfie.com slash a podcast or make a ridiculous saving become a one-off 20 dollar dan seven tier backer get the whole shimoli get every single audio commentary track over a dozen available now but for now enjoy this settle in because god lord it's gonna be a long one. it's summer Sam, 2005 god damn it billy There. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Attitude Era Podcast. Boys' Picks number two, Billy Keeble Boogaloo. Hello, but once again, it's me, Cowboy Kevin Mann, joined as I am always by my cohorts, comrades, and regrettably my colleagues today. First, introducing to my left, fellow commiserator and miserable commiserator, Adam Bibelow.
1: You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. A bit of a chore of this isn't it? Uh,
0: but what was it that you wanted to do? Uh,
1: I wanted to have a chat about like a nice, fun show. Yeah. Or I wanted to do Taboo Tuesday.
0: Oh, really? I can't, I I can't, I can't see sit here is. and <laughs> defend myself Busy. when it was Taboo For Tuesday. Fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. oh, I wanted nice, wholesome
2: pay-per-view. Like,
0: <laughs> I wanted to watch a show that had Eugene and the option to text my fave sexy outfit. Well, those numbers are down, Adam. You should have known that. Oh, I wanted fucking something. I wanted
1: vengeance. I felt sure that yours would be the runaway winner easy. Felt sure, because people would be like, oh yeah, this is the epilogue to the most recent season, surely. I've
0: been on a roll of winning polls on podcasts. Podcast poll is what I am. Podcast poll roll. I'm podcast Polish, mate. That's what I am, right? Holy poly. Fucking, are Crispy M&M's nice? Yes. Slaughtered it. How 205 Live? Yes. Slaughtered it. But when it comes up against To my right, the supposed erstwhile baddest man on the planet, Billy Keeble. Oh, there's no beating you, is there? Apparently not. You're just the fucking apple of everyone's eye, aren't you? (laughs) What's he got that we don't?
2: I... I know what boys like. I know what boys (laughs) (laughs) think. Boys
0: like me. (laughs) This is for all the people who wanted to be me and voted like me.
2: Uh, (laughs) Billy, what did you pick? I picked SummerSlam 2005. Yeah. Okay. There
1: we go. So we used on Facebook, we did the whole user reaction to vote for your choice.
2: Facebook.com
0: forward slash Attitude Attitude Era Era podcast. podcast.
1: And we had the angry emoji was for Taboo Tuesday 2004. The shocked emoji was for Vengeance 2001. And the laughing emoji would be for SummerSlam 2005.
0: And I didn't think anyone would look ridiculous at the laughing emoji, which looks like, you know, someone who's about to get sick, like a big... So in the
1: very last place, we've got the 25 idiots that voted for the wrong thing. One person went with a heart, two people did crying faces.
2: Why? They just don't want to see us fighting.
1: (laughs) And we had, yeah, 22 people didn't like voting, but they liked the idea in general, so they gave it a big thumbs up.
2: Yay,
0: democracy. (laughs) That's basically like, smack down your vote, guys. Good job.
1: (laughs) Last place, 256 people wanted to see Taboo Tuesday 2004.
0: Fucking Paddy Last Bibolo over here.
1: More than I expected, because honestly, once you guys had told me you were doing Vengeance and SummerSlam, I thought, it don't fucking matter what I pick. So I kind of threw my vote almost. Maybe like, we can
0: spin this, like you come dead last, like Mark Henry in the Olympics. Ah, like, oh, He's the world's best podcaster. <laughs> though, <isn't he?" laughs> you had to have
1: a late career bloom, Adam, okay? Second place, with 417 votes. Big votes. Kevin Mahan's Vengeance 2001 and
0: now you all feel the real vengeance of Kevin Mahan for not voting more for my vengeance for fuck's sake like it was a good idea it was, it was literally a
1: good idea but not everyone thought it was the best idea because <laughs> for fuck's sake. in first place with a whopping 884 <laughs> votes are you or, 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 fucking or, or, or. kidding me double Kevin second place so like, if you
0: and I joined together we, still... come, we could not
1: form a coalition I was yeah, going to say Kevin, we could merge like, we can do
0: uh, boys Pex America me you
1: and the idiots that voted for the wrong options all together got together we still couldn't take on the might the conglomerate of Billy Keeble our
0: Russian associates assured us that the algorithm would work in our (laughs) favour so here we are would you want to maybe
1: give us a little explanation as to why you picked this show, Billy? Yeah, um, why is it
0: the Attitude Era podcast is reviewing Summer Sam 2005? I'm the one who has to deal with those emails, by the way. Yeah.
2: That's me. I think we do a good enough explanation as to why we do these. So if people ask those questions... Go fuck yourself. <laughs> 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 uh, I picked this pay-per-view because when I was growing up, this was a pay-per-view I was very invested in. I very much enjoyed this pay-per-view when I saw it. So this was um, like peak
0: peak Billy fandom? This is peak
2: Billy fandom.
0: This is actual peak Billy fandom, not mistaken Billy fandom, like last fucking boys' picks we well, did. So Where you picked the wrong <laughs> fucking well, uh, I, I,
2: I, main, I maintained that like, two of the, uh, the biggest matches of my fandom at the time were the Punjabi prison match. (laughs) What was legit one of them? Going back, that doesn't hold up. No. No. But the other one was the custody for Dominic ladder match. Okay. And there's a lot of people who are thinking, I've just gone for this for Sean and Hogan. Hogan. When I originally watched this pay-per-view turned it off after Ray and Eddie. Ray and Eddie's all I needed. <laughs> That's my main event. That's, yeah, so that, that was all I needed. That was the story I was invested in. So, I, so you... this was the first time I've actually seen Hogan versus Michaels. Wow! As
1: such, when we get to the Eddie versus Ray part, you're going to leave after that, aren't yeah, you? will no, be me yeah. and Kevin finishing I the show. I just kind of there. feel like you've
0: misled the voters here. Like, you've not followed through all the way
1: <laughs> There's you, a Brexit joke to be made in here somewhere. Like. I
0: literally have not got it in me anymore. <laughs> There's
1: no energy left
0: anymore. So here we are. The... Ad- a Podcast, reviewing SummerSlam 2005 Fuck's sake, Billy
3: Your reign as WWE Champion is about to come to an end Cena, you have no idea who you're dealing with, this ain't about being a superstar, this ain't about selling records of magazines of movies, it's about real and free, I am going to tear you apart, if you want some, come get some The Undertaker is a legend. But guess what? I'm the legend killer. Rest in peace. Crispin Watt, I'm going to knock you out, kid. No, you're going to tap out. You and I, anything goes, no holds barred. I guarantee I will walk away the world heavyweight champion. You will bow at the feet of the wrestling god. You are a wrestling fraud. I got to The over. I'm gonna make you scream for your life. And then you'll see why well, I'm the most vicious son of a bitch in the WWE. Nobody beats Seri Guerrero. You call splitting my family apart victory? There's only one way. in is coming home with his real father. To settle a
4: dispute like this, a ladder match. Minesh, you ruined my dream of one day having a family.
3: How do you don't measure up as a man to me in any way, in
4: any way? It's either kill or be killed, Adam, and Matt Hardy
3: will not die.
0: Well, here we are, four years late and half an hour short. It's 2005, and folks, we're at war. And little you know, this is sponsored by the greatest sponsor of all, Thank you for your service. Summer brought to you by Army.
1: Yep. Oh. the big ah, Army. Man.
0: Army is out here in full force. Yeah.
1: Honestly, like they've got most of Army here tonight. I think. Like
0: A R M Y T I D I, as they say. They
2: <laughs> They're they're as tight as it
0: gets. Uh, the, the Army, <laughs> like
2: particularly the Navy, is is who's here tonight. They'll get upset if you call them the Army. The Navy. Wait, is
0: it Army or Navy? It's, it's Navy. Navy seals that are here. I think. Really? Oh, yeah. Navy. Because they always do, like, join Army. That's, like, what they were doing with, with, with WWE and SummerSlam. Like, I, I literally, when I went to WrestleMania 25, it was like, WrestleMania 25 brought you by Army. Would you like a Slim Jim? Yes. Like, if you eat more than one, you will end up being in Army. But just be
1: careful. I think what it is, is like, because I don't know much about it, but in terms of how the Army is structured if you're calling the navy seals the army that's the equivalent of when people say that you're british
0: oh like, i see i think that, like you know you're sort of in the right ballpark geographically but they could but- get like a bit of a brand across on a podcast or two if they really knuckle down and look at the bright <laughs> side of things i see. well the army is here in full force tonight i was just wondering like you guys may be more clued up on me seeing as you were part of the coalition of, uh, of the willing was this kind of like, you know, World War One when they had a big game of football with the Russians? It's like the terrorists stop for one night and we all watch Lenin Garcia in a crop top sing the national anthem and Hogan and Michaels. Kind yep. of like a, an armistice type thing. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> uh, my favorite t shirt in the crowd is the one that says, I'm real army. <laughs> Nickelodeon, if you're listening, I've got an idea, and it is our real army.
2: <laughs> I thought you were going to go for something a, a lot a lot worse, like The Adventures of Army and Army. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's Arm Arm and Army is what I was pitching.
2: But ugly army! So you've got
0: Lily here. She's singing in full force here, and she yeah, she she's probably developed more as a singer. She's not as good here as she was during those those rock WrestleManias we were doing. Mm. You mean when she was going... (laughs) She's not got the fucking, the real voice coming out of her, like a terrifying machine, like. She's wearing a dirt cheap outfit as well, like.
2: So catty, (laughs) Adam. no, I'm just saying, for
1: the national anthem and for all the Navy SEALs, it just doesn't seem very classy that she's in, like, a really cheap little pink miniskirt would
2: you have like... preferred it if she was in like a ghillie suit <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're... is that
0: so much to ask <laughs> you just want sequin gowns is that what you want on your <laughs> wrestling show put the like... effort in mate these Navy lads who were coming out I was just saying They weren't really great workers There was no spots at all They nah. did no bumps You nah. know I get it right The old ways are best like. But you just come in You twirl your stick and You don't even do a fucking dive Or a plancha yeah. Like
1: come on I felt sure there was going to be Like a terrorist run in Later on or something And that would be the spot Of the night Where the Navy come out To save the day but No nothing like... We are
0: in a very interesting Period of time in WWE This SummerSlam Was originally going to be Allegedly headlined By Muhammad Hassan Taking on The animal Dave Batista. But mm. at the Great American Bast, Mohammed Hassan, the character was essentially cancelled. I believe it was the first times ever a character was just like better off dead than being yeah. A, yeah. and he was last rided into oblivion, and they made out that he had like broken his spine essentially. So that is probably why there's so much a great army festival spirit here, that the big baddie of army, <laughs> one of the all-time great villains of, of cinema and army, Mohammed Hassan it has been compromised to a permanent and extreme end.
1: And that's why the Navy are all here like Ewoks dancing and celebrating.
2: <laughs> Does that make <laughs> Lillian Garcia C-3PO then? Yes.
0: Right, so that opening fucking video package. Beep, beep, it's Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff and the Spinner Bells and it's like
1: oh god this is 2005 baby
0: whoa this is like this is shocking like to to go back to this era and be like fuck it's like 15 years ago this is like this is pretty much oh my god right think about this 2005 now is as long ago now as the Attitude Era was when we started this podcast because we've been like five or so years Yeah. yeah that's fucking mad yeah (laughs) Good. <laughs> what,
2: what i will give this package credit for though is it shows off all the stories yeah that's true you don't you don't you we never see that we didn't get that in the attitude era and we don't get it now where they're saying here is all of the stories of all the matches you're going to be watching tonight well,
0: and I mean, oh, you never
2: get that. You'll get like the head, the head. The, you know, the main event is the only one with a story. Sorry, what? about, yeah, the mythic
1: figures of Dante's Inferno. Billy, I think that got across the story quite well. Yeah, like, but back that didn't tell us about
2: what you know, Visera was doing, did it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't
0: know what Viscera's is doing. Like the mythic figures of old, John Cena and Eric Bischoff are having a disagreement.
1: Ooh, it's the new Austin and McMahon, baby.
0: You say you're a wrestling god. I say you're a wrestling fraud. <laughs> Boom, tell it like it is, big man. I fucking you know what, Billy, I'm glad you brought us back here for one reason and one reason only, because me and Adam watched this one together and you better believe we are going straight up <laughs> We were manning the heavy machine gun for a big day for Unbelievable. Every single one of the feuds where they were like, and they're coming at you, everyone made me cringe. It was like, oh my God, JBL and fucking, oh, Ray and Eddie, oh, Hogan and Mike. Oh, God.
1: Not since the WWA have we watched a show so fucking shrouded in darkness. Like, this is a dark-sided pay-per-view. And like, you
0: know what's really funny about this? Because I think, you know, there's a lot of people who hold this pay-per-view in dear regards. yourself included Myself-included. Yep. And I was one of those people and I think it's really shocking going back to Ruth's Aggression and watching the show which you reckon was good at the time because it shows you how a lower level the general show was. Yeah. Because I have very fond memories of this yet watching all of the video packages brought back the worst memories of being like, Oh, totally bored and fed up with wrestling mm. I
2: mean I will say this this doesn't feel like a SummerSlam this doesn't feel like the second biggest show of the year no definitely this, not this very much feels like a C pay-per-view in retrospect yeah but uh, I still think there are some moments in this
0: we are joined by our two commentary teams Michael Cole in a massive suit and Taz hey uh, looking like he'd be kind of the NPC who would give you some helpful tips on how to get started on Sopranos on mobile <laughs> hey you can build up your empire in New Jersey or on New York <laughs> and Jim Ross joined by 50 shades of shirt on commentary uh, oh man Jonathan Coachman and the king ugh, oh. a combo. I feel sick just thinking about them R- like. do you ever coach we're in 2019 and last year coach came back for a oh, cup of coffee on commentary like
1: the fucking worst like dirt worst
2: anyone got any positive memories of coach no, when he got thrown out of the uh, the audio truck by DX. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's funny. And he got pushed over. And,
0: and there are DX on his bum, remember that? Yeah. The Rock
1: made him sing Barry Manilow that one time. Yeah, Barry Manilow, you, you copy your ass on out of here, Brody.
0: I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. I also liked when he got sprayed in the face by Tajiri, and he came and went, hey, guys, and Tajiri just sprayed him right in the face. with. Yeah. now I know you mean the mist, but I imagined him full of it <laughs> I, I thought <think> he was spraying like he lifted up his leg. It's like like a cat would. Did and, you and the just scampered uh. away like you know? So here we go. We're uh, we're at SummerSlam. A bit of uh, <sighs> clever audio editing as whatever was the actual soundtrack is given the uh, BGM salt and pepper 01 yeah. business very cheap fake sound effects.
1: Any idea what they've uh, dubbed over here, Billy? The the
0: very opening of the show Where here is like, like dinner.
1: There was some real Tony Hawk sounding music. Like, I'm not sure. We assumed it was from the network to dub over something licensed, but
2: because it's not the song, because the song is a banger and the song's for out. This 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 pay per view actually got me to buy this album. What what album is this? It's 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 karma. The album is called Karma and Effect, and it's by Cedar. And it's a legit, song is, legit, It's called Remedy. Is, is that the one that's in the middle, in You're going on the big train. It's frail. The skin is dry and pale. And then we go to the remedy. He sounds like Kurt Cobain, but he's South African. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you guys turn into such a pair of pigs doing that like
2: Devon von ray having no, a stick no, no.
0: <laughs> so you're a big fan of this music you're the only person they ever said we'd like to thank diddly doo for the song power ballad
2: boop snap uh, when you bought it like. I, I, I legit have uh, this is this song I still listen to it it is uh, legitimately my alarm currently on my phone wow <laughs> I'm a big fan of this album the rest of their music shite I you this wake, album
0: though is good you, you wake up and in the morning with that song just like gotta do it today's day I'm gonna get custody of my
2: son (laughs) 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 you gotta gotta wake up throw your dollar bills come here with me sleep but don't pretend I won't defend you anymore. you'll see it aches to every bone I'll die alone but not for pleasure (laughs) my eyes don't need to see that ugly thing it's only me you fear if you want me hold me back so. See the Slam, 2005. Boys' picks. Uh, that's what we get there. Just that's so the off. other reason I chose this paper I didn't. I didn't. I legit couldn't remember that this was the, the main song, but I was so happy. Yo, are not you? Look at so you. happy. Like the cash has got the cream, so he is. Cat that's got the see <laughs> them.
0: <laughs> Opening us up, United States Championship on the line as Chris Benoit, who is immediately referred to as a machine, takes on OJ Orlando Jordan. The lyrics of Chris Benoit's song: Whoa. There's no. no holding me back. I'm not driven by fear. I'm just driven by anger. Ah! Uh, uh, the fear, the hate inside. Ah! Mm, 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 nope. And mm, I, I was like, oh, you know all do. I'll look up the rest of the lyrics. Like, you know what? No, because it's already haunted. So,
2: no thanks. It was one of the lyrics like, talking about bad jewels and bad rules. <laughs> like. Making my own rules. Like,
0: but Rabbit Wolverine's always kicking <laughs> <ash on> her <laughs> Orlando Jordan, Billy, you're the, the expert of this uh beautiful time in wrestling. What are your thoughts on the one of two men to be the self proclaimed chief of staff in two thousand five? What a great time for wrestling. A fucking groundswell of creativity, well. Like. Two chiefs. Two chiefs of staff. I
2: I, I remember Orlando Jordan, but yep. I can't remember any storylines or any matches. He was that sort of forgettable.
0: Orlando Jordan, whose career trajectory was... Did you guys hear that Orlando Jordan is actually part of the LGBT community? Yeah, they're going to do some sort of a storyline where he's got, like, you know, kind of a polyamorous thing going on. Oh, really? Oh, he's been released. What's he doing now? He's in TNA, covered in cream, looking at Rob Terry. Oh. Ah. That'll That'll be it, like, wrestling. Yeah, so... They, they they teased it with, uh, with Vito of, Vito boy Vito yeah they, they teased it where he, he was like oh I saw him in a club the other night man you wouldn't believe he was like what kind of club are you in? and I was like oh we'll pick this up next SmackDown we've come to the terms of the release of Orlando uh, Jordan's contract because he got too excited for his new storyline let's take us through this match Adam you got any any highlights of this one um, the,
1: I think uh, what match was it you described as the match starts. The match ends. Butterbean versus Bart Gun. <laughs> Much can be said about this as well. Like uh,
2: you said there's, there is one of the greatest lockups of all time in this yeah, match. Yeah, you know it's the greatest lockup of all time, and I don't think you can take that away from either Chris Benoit or Orlando Jordan. So give it, give it where it's due. <laughs> like, that lockup was
0: crisp. It was a crisp <laughs> lockup. Big man OJ goes for the the cheap shot, riles up the dander of Chris Benoit. That that cheap shot. Like, let's let's
1: be honest. Orlando Jordan's only responsibility in this match to go for that cheap shot with, yeah, like, he, not within a foot of Benoit's face. Like maybe that's why Benoit ended the match so quickly. He's like, "You fucking
0: serious? <laughs> <laughs> Your gimmick is you're a fucking boxer. <laughs> you can't even throw a punch." So yeah, suplex, crossface, and Benoit wins. But we only won because Orlando Jordan didn't know the button to not to tap out, mm. and his bigger brother Chris
2: wouldn't tell him. <laughs> 25 seconds bell to bell
1: yeah I'm glad you know less time to worry about this match like
0: and they do segments after this where Chris Benoit would be like I beat him so quick look at the things I can do so quickly in that time and you go like have a dump and come back and be like ha 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 I hate you Orlando Jordan <laughs> or sake. then he'd be like I'm gonna go have a cup of coffee now and be like blowing oh 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 oh! oh i drink drank this hot coffee in the amount of time it took me to beat you Orlando Jordan Fucking yeah well. take that one like. Chris Benoit Eddie Guerrero backstage with fucking Vicky. There she is. Where the fuck was Vicky? She's there. Where? There. Where? Right in front of you.
1: <laughs> Where? Open your eyes, mate. Calm down. There she is. There. there she is. There you go. Have a
0: hug. Eddie. <laughs> this is literally the death of it. they put so much weight into this storyline. It's the only one they care about, obviously. Because we get the world building here. Eddie, have you thought this through? We don't have enough bedroom
2: space. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's a nice little bit of realism. It is. You I'd... wouldn't
1: wait until the day of the show to bring this Seriously, up.
2: Yeah. But like, it's because, like, Eddie clearly doesn't give a shit about Dominic. No, no that's, that's not it. what it's like, about. It's, it's not remotely about Dominic, and like he's ev- literally everyone knows it's not about Dominic apart from him. It's yeah. like the
0: square footage is what it's all about, yeah. Billy, and then the, the <laughs> maximum space. Uh,
2: you want to support me? Support on out of
0: here Burn Ah, Ouch Come on And uh, then a really poignant line here Which uh, very much got me in the 2005 mindset I will beat Rey Mysterio Said the 2005 roster. Yeah.
2: The, the, the thing I liked is that Eddie said that he wanted Dominic to continue the Guer- Guerrero legacy, forgetting his own three children. Uh, yeah. <laughs> One of which became Raquel Diaz, became yeah. a wrestler in
0: NXT. Really? Yeah, she, she was given a big, like early NXT, she was given a big push, like she was going to be like a Charlotte or, or a Sasha or a Paige. And then she's like, yeah, I don't like this anymore, I quit. And then she came back for like a month and then quit again. So wow,
1: yeah. Well, it's fair enough because Sasha Banks is keeping Eddie's legacy alive, as we all know. Like,
0: do you think Eddie Guerrero's in, in some sort of like Doc Brown type scenario where he knows that his actual children are not going to follow through on the rest and give it up, so he has to get another kid in the bank? Like, it's I like think- it's
2: like Willy Wonka. <laughs> he's he's amassing a child to be his heir
0: <laughs> much like a cod he's laying a lot of eggs just in case you know one of them might survive but he
2: does have Eddie Guerrero oh, oh
0: unbelievable fish puns yes please <laughs> coming up next Egg taking on the returning Matt Hardy oh man this one is intense this one had fucking Myspace on fire I
4: was involved six-year relationship with Amy Dumas, better known as Lita. Matt, you mean so much to me, I realize that I love you. I want to be with you more than anything else in this world. I want to make it clear that I love, and I will always love, Matt Hardy. I love you, but baby, I don't want to tell you how much I love you. I want to show you. While I was out of action, with a serious knee injury, I discovered that Amy was having an affair with Adam Copeland, better known as Edge. Once the story broke, my world turned upside down. You know, I'm sorry the guy's never had his heart broken before, and I hate to be the one that had to have done that, but it's just like, I fell in love with somebody else, is the, is the bottom line. Let, let me entertain you from 9 to 11 and let me be in bed with whoever I want to be in bed with. I have no obligation to the fans um, to be Matt Hardy's girlfriend.
3: Matt Hardy, if you don't measure up as a man to me in any way,
4: in any way. Edge, you ruined my dream of one day having a family. You destroyed my dream of one day having children. And from that point on, I took matters into my own hands.
3: I did that in the streets, what I'm going to do at SummerSlam, I'd be in jail. This will not be a wrestling match at SummerSlam.
4: Edge, your life will be so miserable that you'll wish you were dead.
3: Matt Hardy, the main event spotlight, shining on you.
4: And at SummerSlam, Matt,
3: I end it.
0: It's either kill or be killed, Adam, and Matt Hardy. We're talking about the love triangle between Matt Hardy, aka Matt Hardy, and aka Lita aka Duma Amy and Adam Copeland, aka Dad! <laughs> I'm, I'm going <laughs> to haunt your laugh so much, Ed, that you
2: wish you were ill. <laughs> what about my girl, Edge?
0: Oh, my God. This was such a fucking horrid trip down memory lane. This is yeah. too real. So dark. Do you guys both know, broad strokes, how this came about? Yes.
1: Yeah, roughly. Billy, speaking.
0: take us through the, the heartbreak and hardship of the world's greatest love triangle.
2: So, Matt. Was legit injured. He, he did something to his knee or one of the ligaments in his leg. He went off during the time he was away. Lita, aka Amy Dumar, and an edge.
0: Ah, namaste, Billy. had, a, had an
2: affair, a, a legit shoot affair. Matt found out about it. Started going on all of the to all the dirt sheets and websites and and, and you know news sites, basically, and exposed the affair for this and for breaking kayfabe. He shoot gets fired. You know what? You saying it just there made it seem like the most reasonable
0: thing in the world that he got fired. Mm. Like you, because re- I was part of the fucking the I was the mob, angriered up. Yeah, uh, this was like this and you, Daniel, you were team Matt. Yeah, this and Daniel Bryan were the two times it was like all right, call to action for wrestling. Like, yeah. mm,
2: like, same the horns, get like, your pitchforks. Like, yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, he was. T- he was. I mean, as as upset as he was, he was still talking shit about other contract performance yeah, for his work. That's the which thing. Which you can't be doing.
0: And many many things about this angle have aged poorly WWE's handling of it i'll admit even though he made it seem reasonable it was like to fucking fire him publicly like that when yeah. they knew that everyone knew i think this is before WWE really knew that what the internet could do yes, yeah definitely. definitely i think looking back at this their handling of it terrible matt's handling of it he's admitted himself since that he was like embarrassed about how yeah. he conducted himself yeah. in this period of time go out if you can ever find them i had a goo, i couldn't find them i wanted to read some out the blogs that Matt Hardy wrote during this time when he was fired oh, no. about being the angelic Diablo uh, rising oh, rising from the ashes like what's a uh, Ignis du Fortado
2: or whatever the fuck it is <laughs> like Ingus and Wildo like the mythic figures of old Edge was also shoot married at the time as well yes so, to
0: Val Venis's sister yeah and I remember thinking like that was uh, that was me uh, at the time the smart mark I was like oh no no everyone's going out about about Hardy Val Venus is on that roster and, and he's going to be yeah. so pissed about his sis that Edge is going to wish that he were dead why
2: didn't they tie that in if they're going to make this this real life horrible situation into a storyline you're going to ruin three might, lives yeah you might as, as well fucking Val in as well like, if you want to go all in go all fucking in like. you know
0: something ladies I appreciate my sister a lot and I want to ruin her life oh. and uh, oh, it was just It was so fucking bad. Matt was very upset about what happened. Yep. He called in to bite this when (sighs) Lita was on it. And that actually gets me onto it. I mean, I mentioned a lot there about all the things that have aged badly. The thing that's aged the worst and the thing which is just like shocking. And if you're like me and you kind of, you don't realize that 2005 is nearly 15 years ago now, go back and rewatch and reassess how you feel about how they fucking treated Lita during this time. Yeah. It was shocking. They put her on by This with fucking Todd there, Todd Grisham, literally fielding calls from angry people going, "Lena, why are you such a slut? Like, yeah. why did you break Matt's heart? And she's like, look, I'm a fucking human. What I do on Monday on Raw is your business yep. and on pay-per-views. Yeah. I am my own person. I am not, like, I don't have to be anyone's fucking girlfriend. And she's asked to fucking feel her... Involvement in wrestling was forever ruined by this. Yeah, yeah of the, course. Yeah, the fact that she's back at all now is fucking insane. Yeah. Joe from How To Wrestling, she met Leah like before she had kind of, you know, she's back into wrestling the last few years, but Joe met her at like some Comic Con thing, which was like, you know, a year or two before she came out of the wilderness. And Joe had just heard about wrestling and knew she was a big star. She came over and she was like, "Oh my god, I'm such a big fan. And I've not watched most wrestling, but I've heard you're really inspirational. I'm really impressed by everything I've seen you. And thank you for being a..." Oh my I don't want to talk about this. I want to talk about my band. So if you could please stop talking to me right now. Uh, she did nothing to do with wrestling, yeah. but she's been screamed of being called a slut on the street. Yeah, by yeah. she couldn't leave her house apparently at points in time.
1: No, this lasted for a long, long time. Like because they're tying this into real life actions, they're making a very clear thing here that Lita's the villain of this story, and also this isn't a story, this is real life, so therefore Lita is a real life villain, and she got fucking years of abuse from fans because of this.
0: You can tell here when she comes out, she ain't enjoying this. No! no. And within a year and no a half... No one's she... enjoying this. No, everyone's no. is is not enjoying this. No. Matt is not enjoying this. No.
2: Yeah. Vince is enjoying this. Yes. Kind of, in his own weird way, yeah. No one is enjoying this. It's Gross.
0: just such a... You know, they <laughs> Sometimes you are quite good at capturing lightning in the bottle and capturing a mood and a moment and this felt like it because they built up this angle like it was a total shoot. Like Edge and Leah were going out and involved with angles with other people nothing to do with Matt Hardy and people start chatting Hardy, Hardy and they would completely ignore it and then like they had one interview where Edge was like you know, people. I'm not deaf. I can hear what you're chanting. You know what I think? They think you ever know about my life? I think it's bullshit. And he, like he stormed out of an interview, or then they showed Matt Hardy in the crowd, and the camera like zooms away, and Jim Ross is like, "Oh, we gotta go to commercial." And, you know, Matt Hardy was wearing his T-shirt for ring- promoting his Ring of Honor appearance. Love that. You know, this was all while he was under contract. Yeah, yeah. Ring of Honor didn't know that. <laughs> 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 but then Matt comes back, cuts a shit promo, and gets this match against. Yeah. And you know what? He had a match with Snitsky on Raw before this, and he was just a guy. They killed his mystique immediately. Matt was nervous doing this, and it shows. It's too I d- real. I, d-
2: I don't think they should have for, for this. I don't think they should have had it built up to a legit match. I think they should have had Edge versus someone else, yeah, and then have Matt do a running. Because um, he went straight to it, like it was like, yeah. exactly. and then this is a first of what, three matches. Yes, kind of, they have a cage match.
0: They have a cage match, which Matt wins, and then after this, they do the loser leaves Raw thing with yeah. uh, Edge's money in the bank, and it's the ladder match. And those are both. Good matches. I'd actually say the yeah. latter match is one of my one of my uh, all time faves. Well, actually, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a great match. But fucking hell, this one here—it's so cringy with Matt Hardy like, "I will not win." Yeah, <gasps> I, will
5: I will not be die. the victim.
0: I, I will. I will not die. I will not oh. die. Don't forget that. All right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right. I just wrote down here: Jeff is on a H-A-R-D hard hiatus. <laughs> 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 Anti Hardy fans, <laughs> snap
1: out of your trance! If you've not heard the uh, ongoing book reports of the Hardy Boys exist to inspire on Patreon, Jeff Hardy turns out Jeff Hardy is quite the poet, and he knew it as a yeah,
2: <laughs> as, to go into the bibliothèque. as a just a listener. Bibliote, I'm just i your man from uh, when we did the live show in Manchester when he called you yeah, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> But honestly, the the Hardy book reports is fucking fascinating. Yeah, I'm very much enjoying the Hardy book
0: reports. Being a couple of horses riding alongside Stelly. We got some high-octane fighting in this one, folks. Look at Edge. Look at Edge covering up. Yeah, take your digs. Birthday beatings. Take it, Edge. And he hits him. He gives him loads of punches. Look at him fucking blocking the punches like a coward. Yeah. Put then, your guard down,
1: you fucking wimp.
0: Come on, put up your dukes. Give me your dukes. <laughs> I will eat your dukes. Give them to me. <laughs> Corner punches and Matt falls into the turnbuckle. Oh, wouldn't you know it? He got a cut and the match is over now. The yeah. end.
2: ba ba ba
0: what a piece of shit. A deal, yeah. a deal, a deal, a deal that, 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 that's all, folks. That's n- it's miserable. Not, it's
2: not how you want to start SummerSlam is two schmaltz endings. Nope. Matt Hardy will not continue wrestling in this match. He is he's done there now. Yep. He he got cut. Well, cause they were going for the fact that he's cut, he's losing blood, and he's potentially got a concussion. Because Edge did a like a little he did a stomp to the head. Yeah.
0: Which when they did Randy Orton doing the... I don't know if you guys ever saw Randy Orton. The punch that they used oh, yeah. him. Yeah. They made that seem like it was the fucking end. World was going to end when he hit you with that. This was like Ed stomped him. Like a worked like... Hadja! You know, proper worked stomp. And he's like meant to be fucking
2: incapacitated. Yeah. Shit. Matt's selling though of the fact that he's concussed is fucking great, I think it's how is this the start of the greatest party That's, of the summer he's right yeah. close up
0: fucking gruesome bloody
2: yeah, dark sided and considering they're presenting him as the baby face of this just here's the baby face here he is he's defending his own honor you know when he started it <laughs> yeah i yep. mean just he just gets the like wipe the floor with yeah, not it only seems is really Edge, weird
1: Edge beat him so resoundingly that they couldn't even have a match like they didn't even get to start having a match because like Edge is just so above Matt yeah. it just took him out of the contest this
0: like. is the first time I remember people saying like you know th- this is the McMahon MO like he, he can't have you, so now he wants you, and now that he has you. He's going to do whatever the fuck he wants. And yeah, yeah. You know what? He's thought Matt Hardy is many things. And Matt Hardy has had many fabulous moments in WWE and many outside of WWE. And most of the moments involving Matt Hardy being a main event contender of any sort, none of them happened in WWE. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They did not buy him as that. And this is them fucking stamping that in his own goddamn blood. A bloody end for Matt Hardy. It's just one of several possible endings I thought we would have gotten. And then we would have actually seen... A wrestling match, but no, instead, he slapped his hands on a turnbuckle, which caused him to die. What a shame. I
1: fucking hated this. Yeah, this was awful. Like, not only is it a bad taste and a miserable angle, the match itself was just a rubbish idea and just a miserable execution. Like, way to make the crowd feel like shit, guys. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We cut to Michael Cole and Taz, Cole playing the role of the man from the Sopranos whose business has been taken over by the Sopranos, and Taz paying the guy from the Sopranos who's gutting out all of the money from the the guy's business in the Sopranos. Kevin. <laughs>
1: You've been watching The Sopranos lately or something. Well,
0: they're filming the bit down the road. <laughs> and there's a mobile app that you and can You film it down the road here. The McMahon crime family, so it is. Oh, boy. Here we, we go. We've heard, I've heard of custody of a briefcase or custody of the World Wrestling Federation. But custody of a son? It's happening. Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. Boy on a pole match. <laughs>
4: secret inside that way no one gets hurt but if I win then I get to finish my little bedtime story to dominate Eddie Guerrero a couple of seconds away from spilling his secret to the world. at the what the hell is it? And Ray.
3: And I may have promised to keep my mouth shut, but guess what, Ray? I lied! Dominic! Ray is not your father! I'm your father, Dominic!
5: Is it true, Dad?
4: you're holding
3: there are official custody papers that means you have to bring dominic and turn him over to me hey dominic is my son the first words to come out of his mouth were dad he called me dad I'm begging you, Eddie. Please, don't hurt my son anymore. Dad, I'm scared. No more words. No more talk. Just give me my son. You've beaten addiction, Eddie. You've beaten the streets. And you've beaten your past. And became WWE Champion. But you haven't beaten Rey Mysterio. And if you take Dominic away from me,
4: stereo in a ladder match for the custody of Dominic. I'm gonna climb this ladder for every father that loves
3: his son. You may be his biological father, but after SummerSlam, Dominic, you're gonna come home with his real father. With Poppy, and that's me.
2: With <laughs> the goofiest fucking match card yeah
0: oh my god with the fiddle but dilly, 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 a little Dominic right I wanted to be like put him in a little cage like and then like, raise him above like now I've watched this match many times including just the other day and yet I still can for the life of me just get out of my head that this match involves Dominic being suspended above the ring
1: because
0: mm-hmm. that boy's a great worker yeah it'd be way better it'd be way more exciting So Eddie Guerrero started this one off folks By coming out on Smackdown To tell a big secret I have a secret boy That you don't know about
2: I'm your pappy so I am (laughs) <laughs> because he, he said he wouldn't reveal the secret if if Ray beat him at yeah. Great American Bash. But he just did it anyway. Well, he, yeah. likes, he, he lies, he cheats, he steals. He's like, you can't take Eddie Guerrero's word. Look I at don't him. care if you don't like me. Bite me! Oh, oh, oh. oh I'm this guy's son. He's my son now.
0: <laughs> I, don't know I want.
2: <laughs> Allah,
0: I cheat. I steal your children. <laughs> this is pretty intense. This one, the "I'm your pappy" moment, which led to the Eddie Guerrero T-shirt. "I'm your pappy," which unfortunately became the last big piece of Eddie merch before he mm, passed. Yeah. And you know what? The tributes that they paid out were very emotional when Eddie Guerrero passed away in November of this year, of 2005 something a little bit off pace when they made all the women wrestle in I'm Your Pappy t-shirts yeah, yeah. like Gillian Hall reminding me of the time that Eddie Guerrero revealed that he had a secret boy that he tried to steal away from another wrestler that's not the Eddie I want to remember thank you imagine
1: if Gene Snitsky passed away and everyone came out wearing like it's not my fault t shirts <laughs> like- remember when that baby was lost because of Snitsky speaking
0: of uh, 2005 uh, now it's time for edition of Snitsky Watch (laughs) ew (sighs) Hi, I'm in the Snitsky Tower, deep above Manchester. Deep above. And this week, Jane Snitsky in 2005 he's got a foot fetish. And Maria has been taken advantage of because she is uh, very naive. And he's like, Oh, your toe. This little piggy went to market. This little piggy gave me a massive erection. And then Big Show comes in. He's like, Come on, man, stop that. Come on, give me that foot away. And. <laughs> <laughs> and Maria's like, but Big Show, he didn't tell me what happened to the pig who had roast beef. He's like, you don't even know about Maria. And he's like, Sitsuki, you're a freak. I don't want to teach you a lesson. And he did. And, and he this Big little
2: sh- piggy was not my fault.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Big Show got more than roast beef that night. If you see what I'm saying, folks? He got revenge for Maria.
1: This concludes another gripping installment of
0: Snitsky Watch. <laughs> Snitsky Watch,
2: and now the terror retracts back into the coil <laughs> 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 but I, I was kind of hoping. I was watching this. Watching this package really made me laugh with you know Eddie revealing that he is actually Dominic's father, and it's not even a lie. He is. He is his father. I was just kind of the only thing that was going through my head was Ray saying, "You got me, Eddie." <laughs> <laughs> he's <laughs> my son you got me Eddie no, I don't got you I got your son
0: That's what <laughs> yeah there's custody papers involved here we had all types of segments including one of my all time favourite awkward external people in b- visiting the world of wrestling when a social worker came to Smackdown to and I quote observe Eddie Guerrero's day to day working environment to see if Dominic would be a good fit
1: <laughs> I...
0: which then involved Eddie taking Dominic and the social worker and Ray and and his wife out to the ring for an in-ring segment and you know what everyone did a great job except the social worker who was the only actual professional actor there. really yeah they fucking stank but Eddie was fucking I mean everyone in this this is why this angle is so f- remembered so much because everyone does a really good yeah. job at yeah, this. Yeah, like, go
1: ham. Like. Yeah,
0: this is Don Marie and Al Wilson and Tori <laughs> Wilson like having a brawl in the fucking wake. Like this is like immersing yourself in the fucking in the product. Like
2: I honestly think this is one of the best stories they did at this in this time period. Mm. This is one of the best stories they told. We got to see Rey Mysterio
0: finally opening up. He did these tearful, emotional promos where he's like, "Dominic is my boy. He's my son." The first words out of his mouth were, "Dial it up, Cole." <laughs> oh, they get really dark in this. They start bringing up like Eddie's criminal past. Oh, yeah, so. they're like, "You may have turned your life around, Eddie, after being arrested for being reckless."
2: <laughs> you
1: like, don't need any more salt and pepper on no. this dude.
2: No, they <laughs> they're, just trying, personal, they're just trying to get over that Eddie is such a villain. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> A lot of hugs in this one.
0: And I thought they would have taken... like There's so many impactful hugs. I was hoping they would take like a little page from the Attitude Era. We're the editor of podcast. We suggest redoing this video package and every hug has a gunshot sound effect. <laughs> like, or an explosion for a particularly big one. Maybe if Martin Luther King go, I have a dream <laughs> underneath some of those hugs. This video package ends with Michael Cole going, Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in history, the custody of a child will be decided in a WWE ring oh man I can't wait
2: <laughs> it's interesting this because Cole, Cole and Taz are very much on the same page that they think that Eddie is deplorable Sick. Yeah, face yeah. a heel does not matter
0: but, but this is wrong Taz thinks this is Great
2: crack altogether though This yeah. is a great match concept I know Dominic from the back And he's a good kid I don't want to see him hurt like, is oh, This is too real like, They're talking about How they know it They know the kid And they know he's better With Ray And they don't want him To go to Eddie oh. Okay
0: so I'm proposing A new stable Which is Tyler Fullington A.K.A. Baby Sandman Boy And Dominic In Believable Boys <laughs> The most eye-catching and believable and emotionally fucking scarred children you will ever see. There's some boys. Oh, they keep coming back to Dominic in the crowd. And he looks like he's, a, he's lost his mum and dad at a shopping centre. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to get sick.
1: I've never seen such a sad child before. I've like. not
0: empathised with a character in wrestling quite like that in some time. Like, nah. He is a sweet baby angel. He is. <laughs> The heel theme for Eddie Guerrero making an appearance
2: here. With the ringtone. The <laughs> ringtone. <laughs> oh,
0: what a heel. Like. fuck? Fucking, what a heel is Phone.
1: Lots. Is that all it is? Yeah. Because it's annoying yeah. to hear a ringtone going <laughs>
0: off. Oh, it's so dark side. <laughs> <laughs> they they <do> the-
1: <laughs> it's, like, it's like loads of goblins <laughs> singing it instead.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it is like the dark sided... What is it when you you understand music, Adam? So explain this to me. There's a way. Is it minor and major? You can switch it to make it sound happy or dark. Yeah, yeah. They've
1: made it minor chords, like, Ah. and that's the same with Cody Rhodes. There's so many major and minor versions. So went from.
0: To out, you
1: or with doing the Clown It's like da, 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 da,
0: But if it's a Wee? heel It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's obviously
1: the minor key Doing it
0: ah, right? I see MVP Is the man in the Cactus Jack shirt Sat beside Dominic uh, he's like really trying to kayfabe the whole night and he's like just sat there like kind of, hey we're excited for this oh sorry oh yeah you're not Oh, do you, you like um stuff
1: <laughs> Dominic doesn't realise the camera's on him he's like bro the Cactus Jack t-shirt is my favourite
0: t-shirt <laughs> Dominic licks his teeth then. I'm real sad now dad real sad <laughs> I'm annoyed such good action takes place in this match I was very ready to hate it from the offset it's a real just magical chemistry these two guys have a certain something that it's
2: a great feud yeah
0: really just poetic fucking beautiful pageantry in the ring when these guys are skipping around at the start enter a ladder into this situation oh no what happens then Adam when we get the ladder up in here the match gets a million times scarier oh my god we get some serious fucking horrible botches as soon as this ladder comes off there's a sunset bomb that botches into the fucking blood of <laughs> my <Ma> Hardy. <laughs> right in the blood. Drowning in the red of the blood. <laughs> the <laughs> ultimate beast master. it can be so humiliating that you're drowning in the blood of the beast.
2: A more commentary making this feel really real is when Cole just reveals out of nowhere that he is the father of two adopted children and he can't imagine what Ray and Dominic are going through right now. What is going on, lads? I
0: imagine what they went through is similar to when Uncle Taz joined the Alliance in 2001. (laughs) These boys have been through a lot, like Goodness. Eddie and Ray collapse and nearly kill themselves climbing the ladder. This was one of the... I'm skipping through a lot of ladder spots here. Scary
1: ladder spots.
0: But this one is like, they're both at the top. It collapses. They both go fucking flying. Ray just goes... He just goes careening into a ladder yeah. with no no safety whatsoever, nothing to catch him. He hits the horrible pointy corner yeah. the, the ladder right in the back and just
2: bends over the, yep.
0: the, the side of it. The type of thing that like takes years off a of career. Like
1: honestly, like every bump involving the ladder looks like either they've landed on the wrong body part. Like it lo- there's points in this match where it looks like their knees are going to explode because the way they land. Or half the time, it's them landing like hip first on another ladder itself. Like, it's gross.
0: This was the start of Ray being like injured more often than he wasn't. And him, like, this is like 2005 is the last time we started to see Ray really doing the proper innovative stuff, you know, the high flying, the flips. Yeah. He dials it all the way back because he gets
2: hurt. Just look at what he's like in. Great American Bash 06. Yeah, yeah true.
0: it's true. It's not the same Ray. No. They grained him down. And you look at Ray in 2019, Ray's had a, a return to WWE and he's, and he's... doing great. He's so much faster, lighter. He mm. looks fucking great. He moves like a man 10 years younger than he is here. It's unbelievable.
2: Did you enjoy the, the crowd turning heel by repeatedly chanting... Eddie's son Eddie's son <laughs> Eddie's son <laughs> were they all saying Eddie sucks <laughs> That's I thought, what I thought. No, I'm pretty sure we are shouting Eddie's son because Eddie's whenever, son. Cause, cause whenever the camera pans to Dominic like, Eddie's son Ed- Eddie's
0: son for goodness
2: he's like, got a lip quiver
0: like oh, Dominic, not
2: Eddie's son
0: he pops for, just for Ray's moves you see it? when Ray does a oh, drop he's, he's so- like yeah. get him dad yeah. get my! he's so good yeah
1: it's really sweet they
0: shouldn't have went with this fucking real traumatising angle first because if you only did a little traumatizing one they could do like three or four you yeah know? <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> you're right don't give them up as a son straight away you never go full custody in your first son match come on we get something here from the arch here i never thought i'd see again adam mm. the alley oop yeah oh. right into the ladder
1: oh. uh, that's horrible
0: <laughs> how can two men who know each other's bodies so well know ladders so poorly
1: I just—I guess when you think about it, these guys aren't really known for their ladder matches, like, and I think they do such high risk and like ambitious stuff in their matches that when they try and get ambitious with a ladder involved, it just gets really dangerous and unsafe. Like, yeah,
0: it's like they're acro- they have acrobatics and you've added ladders into it. It's not like the Hardys who made acrobatics with ladders, and that's yeah. kind of how they developed their style. They're adding this on. This reminds me very much of in the WWE when we had. Psychosis and Hoovy just have a luchador match with the ladder where they just beat the shit out of each other. Anytime the ladder came in, they hurt each other. Mm. (laughs) Same thing. Dominic comes into the ring! Oh! Shaking that ladder. Oh no!
2: And Eddie, uh, Eddie's so fucking. Funny. What are you doing? Don't you know I could have fallen? Then he pushes him and says, "I'm your daddy now." Essay. <laughs> ah!
0: Do you want to see me get hurt, Holmes? Uh... I'm your father. You look a fucking demon. Oh my god, Eddie is so scary when he wants to be. Yeah. You're
1: gonna love
0: me, he says. Love no, me! me. Oh. oh my God! Give me a hug! Oh. What's the matter? Don't you want to give your daddy a kiss? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, we didn't
2: say it at the start of the match. Eddie's in the ring and Ray comes out and he immediately goes for Dominic. You know, yeah. he says he says hello, and then as soon as Ed, Ray steps away. Eddie has to get in there and says come on give me a kiss and then shakes the social worker's hand like he's such a great villain to the point
0: though where they have him literally rile his arm back
2: like he's gonna hit Dominic oh yeah
0: come on now like. I mean come on do- do- I- I- the only thing I was hoping is that if he does and then Dominic does it into like a crucifix pit or something because you know? the kid's such a fucking natural like you know <laughs> puts him in the
2: surfboard stretch, <laughs> yeah
0: slacks the sides. come on <laughs> right, there's kid Dominic <laughs> yeah ladder 619 very cool spot yeah. yeah I like that and then we get another scary botched sunset bomb it's an electric chair that is then reversed into a sunset bomb by Ray just fucking horrible like they're both lying there like help I'm genuinely hurt I've landed kidney first on a ladder and then Dominic's like smiling and Ted's like oh man look at this kid smiling Cole." <laughs> He's really happy. Like. Great work, tiles Pointing that out. <laughs> I love seeing a happy kid on SummerSlam. <laughs> Eddie pulls the ladder and then power bombs a dangling Rey Mysterio. I believe this was the moment in which Vicky Guerrero was perhaps meant to make an appearance. What makes you think that, Kevin? Because Eddie is kind of an hour here now, up on top, unhooking and dangling around. Hey, that's a hard hook, off. man. That's a really tough hook. Yeah, I mean, him him working with this thing gave Jack Swagger an out when it took him a year to take it off. <laughs> He's still up there now in fucking Florida trying to get this thing <laughs> off.
2: I can't believe you can still see DX in blackface on the network, but you can't hear Eddie Guerrero say, Where the fuck is Vicky? Yeah, I know. I can't believe that has been edited out and legit legit awful things are still on there yeah
0: they edit i think it's like there's a few things which they are like oh yeah yeah that one that one that one. they brainstormed for like half an hour yeah not one or two they got rid of the guy going ah shit when the blood falls on them in bad blood <laughs> um, but like they yeah it's so much egregious stuff like honestly when me and adam doing smackdown crawl like more stuff that is bad like they don't
2: edit that shit at all yeah but weird. this i don't know why to its credit... Well, I say to its credit. The, the unpaid intern, they got to edit this out. Did a good job. Did a really good job. Because you, if you didn't know this match... You wouldn't have known. No. It just looks like Eddie's really pissed off because he's let go of the briefcase. Yeah. I think the reason they would have might have
1: censored it is not because it's like offensive or anything like that, it's just it's kind of story breaking. Like when you see Eddie going, where the fuck was Vicky? Like it just kind of brings you out of the moment. That's the only thing I can think of. Like. Yeah,
0: the unfortunate reality is that Eddie Guerrero is so passionate and he's very expressive with his arms, that he literally pounds the mat with Where the fuck was Vicky? Yeah. Like,
2: you can really make God, it out. Damn it. He's probably proper, like, Planet of the Apes It the goddamn it. was like,
0: You blew it all to hell! God damn you! <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, I'm it was all, Dominic all along. <laughs> I'm all
0: for editing it, but maybe just be a little bit more creative. Leave some of it in. Like, Where the fuck was Rey Mysterio? 619! Or at least keep
2: the goddamn it in it. Yeah, yeah. goddamn that. Yeah. Just repeat the goddamn it a couple of times. Vicky Guerrero out, beginning a long and.
1: There she is. There she is. Yeah, you were looking for her, mate. She's there.
2: There she is. Where?
0: Where? Where? Where's Vicky? <laughs> There's Vicki. Nah, nah, nah. where where's Vicky? In the world is
2: Vicky Guerrero.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so she pushes Eddie off the ladder. Another horrid spot. Like Eddie <sighs> and Ray have each have taken at least four very sore, cornery, like yeah not yeah. meant to fall now whoops slip ow and horrid not, moments they're not young pups at this point in time no.
1: either like
0: Vicky holds back Eddie Guerrero Ray splats when he picks up the fucking briefcase ah, he falls with it and like lands on his feet and you can
1: see both of his knees go <laughs> like it's horrible Mortal Kombat like fall on x-ray <laughs> yeah, x-ray, like... x-ray with the kneecap <laughs>
0: bursting out of his knees you like... got it ding <laughs> <laughs> I'm in many minds about this oh. Fucking, um, even for 2005 this was a well out a whack tasteless angle. Secondly the damage they did to each other is kind of like it entered into that world of like I can't say it's a good match because of the heart like if you brought that match up with either lad you'd imagine them to kind of go oh and just get like a, a memory pain. Yeah <laughs>
1: like, hard night at the office.
0: So I don't know where I stand on this one. It was like both a great and a fucking train wreck match at the same time.
1: I hated it, to be honest with yeah, you. I, really? I, yeah, really? I, yeah, I like the angle for the sort of the kitsch silliness of it, but in terms of actually watching it as a wrestling show... I thought it was a dumb, tasteless angle, and I thought this match itself was just really fucking scary. Like yeah. that, there was so little regard for their safety in this match, and
0: particularly being so unsafe. And you've got Vicky and Dominic in there, both of them yeah. this is like yeah. they're like on live on pay per view at yeah. SummerSlam. So
1: much could go wrong. Right? Yeah,
0: imagine if that ladder fell and hit one of them. And hey, like don't think of like scaremonger. That was like not outside the realms of possibility. At the end of this match, Ray tries to lift up his boy, and his legs give away underneath oh, him because right. he just burst his knees. <laughs> and (laughs) And look how happy they are. Billy, what did
2: you think of us? I fucking love this. Yeah? I love this story. I love this match. I love Eddie being an absolute monster and getting, you know, being such a monster to a degree where his own wife it's holding him down so he doesn't ruin someone else's family. We
0: don't have the space! Yeah. <laughs> it's meant to be my craft studio, you asshole! I, I
2: love this story. I, I I mean, the match, I think, needed a gimmick. I don't know if a ladder would have... Ladders necessarily the way they should have gone, but it, I don't know what sh- they should have done instead.
0: Shark Age, Dominico, Shark yeah. Age. Cage
2: match on a pole. He could have even had the documents on a pole, as opposed to getting a ladder out. I love this match, and I even all the botched moments didn't take it away from me because it made it feel like that much more of a war.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right, because sometimes with the very, very rehearsed ladder matches, yeah. you can tell that it's like, oh, now we're doing this spot, yeah. particularly when it's multi-men. And there's a lot to be said about the knockout, drag out, uh, realness of this fucking yeah, and, match, and, I guess. Yeah, and that's
2: why I like it, because my favourite, for, for instance, my favourite cage match is Brett versus Owen. Yeah. Mm. Because they are always constantly trying to get out that door yeah, or trying to climb the cage. And whilst this wasn't quite like... They're always getting to the ladder. They're so hyperactive in their actions that they're knocking shit over constantly Mm. because they are both trying to beat the other and get that boy. That's basically my... (laughs) You're basically
0: Michael Hayes there saying why it's okay for our two top performers to get horrifically injured in you know? oh, a. Yeah. <laughs> if
2: that makes me Michael Hayes, that makes me Michael Hayes. I love this match.
0: <laughs> Backstage, Todd Grisham with Y2J Chris Jericho. He is the baddie boo. I don't like John Cena, the good guy. Ooh. Fucking state of his hair. John Cena theme music. <laughs> The fact that that was the highlight of this promo for me
2: says a lot about it. My, my, my highlight was move over, bro, and let Jericho take over. For
1: fuck's <laughs> sake. Wow, road dog levels of rhyming right there.
0: Chris, one foot out the door, Jericho here. What do you think? Really building up the new top guy, John Cena. John Cena isn't as good as The Rocker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I beat them both on the same night.
2: Yay 2005 I love wrestling Remember four years ago That's why I'm gonna win tonight (laughs) Remember
0: remember what it was like When you were slightly younger and More optimistic than you are now Yes we all do No one wants to be reminded of that (laughs) I don't know This is like They were breeding people To hate John Cena with this This is is what John's big Fucking first pay per views As like a top top guy And he's there with someone Who's just there Meant to make him look good Jericho and Jericho will get a great match out of him in them four ropes. Yeah. But this promo did nothing. This pr- promo fed right into the hands of everyone who thought that Cena was overrated yeah. and that we didn't need him as a top guy. And,
2: and it's it's a problem that they continued to have. Like, I mean, occasionally there would be good moments uh, highlight for me around this time would have Royal Rumble 07 where it's Cena versus Umaga oh yeah it's a fucking amazing match it's one of, it's, in my opinion one of Cena's best matches there was a
0: glimpse of what was to come yeah. in later years yeah. like, it's like it the like... end of Samurai Jack when he sees him more powerful and better in the future he's yeah. like oh shit I have a long way to
2: go you did yeah. John you did 10 years later we got that so you <laughs> promised to yeah. Cena Legit. but uh, you know it... and a new Caesar of Samurai Jack yeah so uh... <laughs>
0: Coming up, oh Jesus. <laughs> Fuck you, Billy.
2: One of the greatest wrestlers of all time is facing Kurt Angle. It's uh, <laughs> it's your your
0: best pal, Eugene, here. Nick Dinsmore, a.k.a. Eugene, a.k.a. the letter U-Gene, you can't sue me, Vince, taking oh. on Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle this is the, kind of, the peak or the crescendo of the Kurt Angle Olympic gold medal Open Invitational. So Kurt would come out, and he'd say, The medal I've been wearing all these years coming out, the one that Chris Bermosz stole even, those were just replica medals. This is my actual Olympic gold medal, and he would take it out and he would have like a guy with, you know, a glove holding it and all that. He'd you know, he have his arm security in a locked box. Very cool, and he was like, this is my most treasured possession in the world. Anyone wants to come out here... You've got like five minutes to try and out-wrestle me... You don't even have to beat me... If you can survive for five minutes... You will get my gold medal. And they use this to introduce a whole bevy of like... Roderick Strong actually challenged Kurt Angle at one point. Matt Stryker pulled a sickie from his job and got fired as a teacher to go and do Kurt Angle's open challenge. Ended up getting himself a job. You're not my teacher, it! (laughs) And then of course Eugene, who managed to somehow survive in a complete fluke and win Kurt Angle's gold medal. Yeah! (laughs) It's because
2: Kurt, thinking he could just wipe the floor with Eugene he showboats and he picks on him he doesn't he deliberately doesn't he, bullies to, him, but, isn't he? he bullies him he bullies him he wastes his time bullying Eugene and Eugene wins the, the medal
0: yeah, so you know it's a Eugene match because you have to have stop every two seconds to have Was an like explanation bullying? as to why it's okay <laughs> and why they were, tro- they were trying to go for. So it's okay. The way I view it is this. If I sat this down someone who'd never watched wrestling before and I showed it to them and you've got this guy coming out he's very clearly like, it's Eugene. He's got learning difficulties. We all love Eugene. He gets booed. Yeah. And then Kurt Angle slaps him in the face, headbutts him, kicks the shit out of him and the crowd go nuclear and the few little moments of hope that this troubled young man gets, the crowd rapturous boos. Mm. Now, how do you fucking say
2: that that's not in poor taste? Because, I mean, it it just came off so bad. I mean, I could be wrong, but but when I was watching it, I don't remember them actually saying he has learning difficulties. They said he was
0: special. Yeah, they right. never. I, I didn't. Oh. I
2: don't remember the, hearing the word special. It's the whole
1: fucking WWE thing where it's like, oh, the Nation of Domination was never about race. You know, it was. That's it the last thing it was about was about race. They Season always, four coming soon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they, they fucking tiptoe around the verbiage they use just yeah. so that when asked, they can say, oh no, that's you making that up. Or you we can never apologize. At like, least. Yeah, yeah, Val Venus is an adult film star. We never said he makes porn. like they always use very very selective wording for that reason this is
0: the same kind of outreach inverted commas that led to them getting a gravy boat from the gay lesbian alliance under false pretenses yes Yes. exactly it's It's them going to go look we're being inclusive and the other sad thing is is that if you can listen uh, Eugene Nick Dinsmore did an art wrestling podcast with Colch where he explained the origin of this and there's some you know real life thoughts went into this the heart was attempted at least to be in the right place from from, from, his, from his perspective yeah. Yeah. but for every little moment where it was like you had a great promo with William Regal or a moment where Eugene maybe made someone forget about their troubles there are a hundred more where it's like uh Crangle yeah. is legitimately pissed off and he's beating up this boy and, who can't and,
2: even tie his shoes. Yep. And then just turning him heel in general. Oh, that was so bad! He made him heel! He made... But Eugene was heel for... for It didn't... It was, it was a like a week of, or two, yeah. It was a month tops. Um,
0: dog! He's like, no one's my friend anymore. And then he would show up like, eh, no one's my friend. And then he'd point like, you're gonna be my friend. And he'd like attack people. And Jim R. Ross is like, my God, Eugene. That, best yeah, sure. <laughs> No one's your friend, Eugene. Come on. That's so. Stop calling him a freak fuck. and like yeah. stuff like that. Like, yeah.
1: That's like dead man's shoes levels of it, dog yeah. Like it's that's so, so miserable. Like,
2: I will defend Eugene as a face to a degree. I cannot defend Eugene as a heel. Well, can you make can you make a
0: case for Eugene? Because I'm of the opinion that like I know I'm done trying to excuse WDB when they clearly don't give a fucking shit. Like, yeah. and I think this was done in bad taste. But I I would like to hear your take on it. Why? Why is Eugene, in your opinion, got a place in WWE history? Oh, <laughs>
2: no, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was a, I was a fan of Eugene. Rice, and it was, it was never, it was never a, I was never laughing at Eugene. I was never laughing at Eugene. Right. When, when Eugene was a face, and it was, I genuinely. I mean, as you guys know, I will go over character and over wrestling a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Res- wrestling for me is is character first. It's it's acting quote unquote and then it's then it's the actual wrestling in the ring ability. And I think Eugene as a character is a is a good character. I in I enjoyed watching him. The it's situations like they put him in, though. The That's situations yeah. they put him in. It is you know it is it was deplorable at times
0: because you put Eugene in there like as a tag partner for Hacksaw Jim Duggan yeah. or you know the time where he was GM of Raw and he made them all do musical chairs and like yeah. that's one of my favorite segments in Raw history. But don't be putting him in a fucking match with Kurt Angle. It's like when they had Hornswoggle. It's like okay, you can have some fun bits. Don't have Vince McMahon whip him with a belt in a cage and, and say yeah. he's, and now a, he's child. a child. Yeah, yeah. yeah. too far. Like. I mean, it's
2: it's it's not my place to say whether that character is offensive or not, To people with learning difficulties who are who are who are disabled,
0: Dinsmore has said himself that he got letters and calls and emails from people saying thank you so much. Steve the
2: Turtle uh, Vina, yeah, credits him, credits Nick Dinsmore with him becoming a wrestler, and that was massively beneficial for him because he saw someone whether or not they in reality had learning difficulties, he saw representation. Mm. Yep, and that's what and representation is always a good thing. It's always better when the person being represented is actually being represented by someone who is actually...
1: Of that group. Of yeah. that group. Yeah.
2: But I I still think that representation is, is is a great thing, and it's still something that wrestling has not really overcome in terms of uh, representation of the disabled. Yeah, it's true. They, it's they, crazy, they but it, T- yeah. TNA has done a much better job than yeah. WWF, yeah. or WWE have ever, ever had. That's true. In representation of the disabled, and T- TNA's the fucking dirt worst. Yeah. <laughs> but TNA have done such a much a better job because they have treated disabled people like human beings. Mm. Whilst WWF, especially when Eugene was heel, didn't treat him like a human being. Zach Gowan, they didn't treat him like no, a human being. Definitely not. And, they're, and they're, they're, they're fucking human beings. That's they're, it, They're yeah. all fucking human beings. And TNA have done a better job than that, than WWE have and I'd probably say will ever do. Yeah. Yeah. They, disabled wrestlers, I yeah. think
0: they realize now that even they work to do it, it's so much work and not just like work for like I'm sure they spent ages fucking workshopping Eugene and why it would be okay and what he would do to maybe get rid of some negative stereotypes. But all that work goes at the window when like week to week you decide, all right, this week let's have Triple H beat him bloody. Like they did a thing where like he, Triple H beat him bloody and like had him like ball gagged, and, like pulled yeah. up his head like he was fucking murdered. Yeah. It's like, don't want to see that. It doesn't matter how like good
1: intentioned the idea might be when it's when it's going through the filter of whatever whims Vince McMahon is feeling that's on it, that yeah. week mm. it's going to come out fucked up some and yeah, way
0: you can workshop it all you want but if that's a toy in Vince's chest now he's yeah. going to yeah. use it however he wants to and he's going to go with what he thinks is big emotion and here tonight the big emotion is Kurt beating seven shades of shit out of Eugene as he gets booed? Which reminded me of my other favourite Eugene moment when he went to ECW and said, Are you guys saying boo? Or oh, you? you? As in Eugene. And then Sandman came out and literally inhaled an entire cigarette in one angry. <laughs> and then caned him with two canes, poor lad.
3: Oh.
0: Eugene hulks up boo. Rock bottom to Kurt Boo The Stone Cold Stunner Eugene sucks Eugene sucks Kurt slaps him Olympic Slam Ankle lock Kurt wins And Jim Ross is like An overwhelming victory A demonic Kurt Angle oh. Eugene Who is your daddy? Oh. He shoots He scores oh, no, Eugene I'll bring out the star rating For this one folks It kind of felt like <laughs> Eugene Like Jim R was like Yeah he is shit Isn't he like Kind of, how dare they put him in a ring with Kurt Angle? Yeah. Like,
2: but it's strange as well because Nick Dinsmore is actually a fantastic wrestler. He is. Mm. He's really good. He's such a great wrestler, but he was limited by this character. Yeah, yeah. I think. Obviously, he, at the same time, he 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 didn't have the look to be a champion, a top guy. So it is 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 a shame that he is remembered solely for one of the most controversial characters that they've ever done is his think, name's yeah. always going to be his name's always going to have an asterisk next to it it's like
0: the, it's like the Apu thing isn't it it's like you yeah. know it's what, what seems to be forward thinking in the you know the mid 2000s or the late 90s you can't just kind of assume that people in 20 years time are going to look at that and kind of go oh I can see contextually that that's okay it's not yeah. like no. you know so my gloop of the night comes at the end of this one when Kurt Angle goes play my music <laughs> It's oh. a big dirty spit. I love that he stands on a chair to be adorned with the medal yeah, by the ref. I love funny. that. That's really cool. Coming up next, women's match here on the card tonight as Tori Wilson, Candice Michelle, Maria Ashley and Stacey Keebler wash Vince McMahon's car and look kind of cold. Uh, they're in bikinis yeah. as well. How dare you misuse your entire women's roster? This is so shit. Yeah.
1: Literally washing Vince's limo.
0: Like, Rubbing their
1: butts and it's all got, that. has like, the presidential seal on the door, and then the window comes down, and you see it's Vince, and he's like, well, why not?
0: I, I can do whatever I want. Literally.
1: <laughs> Literally. <laughs>
0: you expect sedate. <it> date.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was uh, uh, quite disappointing, because yeah. 2005... While by no means the beacon of women's wrestling at all, there is a lot to be said for the fact that they managed to, you know, have some women's wrestling and do the stuff that WWE want to present the women as. You had your, your lingerie and your brawn panties matches. And your you, Taboo Tuesdays. But you still had Trish Stratus, Gail Kim, yeah. J- uh, Jazz, Molly Holly, Victoria. You had great wrestlers You yeah. were actually still having... Great matches, mostly on Heath. You ever check out any of your 2004 and 5 Heath? There's some great women's yeah. matches there. And that's the thing, it's like all the actual great women's wrestlers, they're like, oh, that's beneath you, being on SummerSlam. But yeah. Maria and Candace she- and the rest of the Playboy girls, off your black.
2: To put it into perspective of the women's position in the, on the card at this time, I can remember the Highlanders, Deuce and Domino, Jimmy Wang Yang, Vito, all of these teams no one gives a shit about. If you'd asked me, name any of the women on the roster at this time I wouldn't have been able to do it. Depressing. Well, they're not individuals.
0: They're just like, they're a They're concept. the women. They yeah. are the women. It's, the divas. It's
1: like when the WWE would have like some cheerleaders come out on the stage for a little bit. It's just like, here you go, here's some women. All right, back to the matches. It's like, a
0: funny to think, yeah, four years after the Nitro girls are gone and the Nitro girls at least, you know, got to do it indoors and have to yeah. wash a
2: car. They got like. to
1: demonstrate some skills and some talent. In a cold at least.
2: garage in Washington, like in bikinis.
1: For Vince McMahon.
2: Sorry, I want to see Vince McMahon in his
0: little pants have to clean like Stacy Keebler's car like you know uh, the next pay-per-view to make up for this at least (laughs) and then every other woman's car for every pay-per-view until we get to next Summer Slam coming up next Undertaker wooing one-on-one with the Randy Orton whoa whoa here we are as we're all sitting here Teddy Long's face is just faded in like we live in a dream player (laughs) (laughs) you know it's the Mac Milliton come on do the the (laughs) little dance like (laughs) So I turned
2: to Adam when this was starting. I go, oh, Adam! It's this, it's I imagine a great you man. had a whale of a time watching this. Oh, one. Honestly,
1: like if you look at my notes, the previous match I'd literally written down, in bold, no foot less. Fuck you, Billy. Fuck you, Billy. And I'd like scratched it in <laughs> with my pen. This. And then straight away the next match, I am grateful to Billy <laughs> because. Let's just get this out of the way with right now. The Grunt of the Night is in this match. It's a Grunt of the Night we've talked about a lot on the podcast. This
0: is like a refer- This is like the reference text, this grunt we take yeah. off the shelf to compare all other grunts to. Like. Yeah. Had, you- had you ever seen this grunt in its natural habitat? Never. Oh, Never. Adam. <laughs> you know the way that they've got like a kilogram weight somewhere in Paris that is like, this is the kilogram. The original
1: yes. kilogram. This, like, is
0: the this is
1: the grunt. This is the grunt that started my love of grunts. This is the one where Taker goes off the ropes right into Randy, gives him a DDT with a big. I'm gonna find out. Like the original
2: robot bus noise. Oh, like. it's so good. Big, big dead it. man bus, Hernandez.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I remember thinking this is like one of my uh, this is like a great match, one of my favorite matches of the year. And then when the match started, I was like, oh, this is nowhere near the hot match I thought it was, but it is grunty as fuck, so I kind of didn't lead you down the primrose path, Adam. I think saying you would look like this, I was okay.
1: Yeah, I had a good time.
0: Headlocks and grunts...
1: Yeah, there's one point where Taker's got Randy in a key lock and Randy's literally going,
0: "Ah <laughs> I remember back in 2005 going, God, Undertaker looks so old. And right now I'm like, he's young! Yeah. yeah. He the youngest. He looks fabulous here. He does! <laughs> Shiny new Undertaker. 16 years ago. Yeah. Look at those <laughs> yeah. freshly injected knees. Oh... You want to wrestle for another 25 years, dead man? Sure you do. Yeah, it doesn't matter. you got to do anyway. Oh, God. We own you. o <laughs> is reversed by Randy Orton, and Orton begins to work on the leg for ages and ages and ages and ages it It, is yeah I will say even though it's it's
1: a bit of a drag they both do display some excellent selling throughout the oh yeah Yeah, good selling like even though there's a lot of rest holds and shit you are getting proper big facials proper noises
0: like it's good it's a slow match though yes it is
2: Do do you remember the days when Randy Orton tried Oh man. The days he's so good he, Randy Orton is one of the greatest yeah, yeah. But, and we forget that because he doesn't give a shit he doesn't give a shit he doesn't give a
0: shit and it's kind of they're in that holding pattern now where it's like Randy is not motivated to do anything yeah. and therefore he won't and do anything and he's got a job for life so but the little that he does he does so well now where it's like Randy can come out and do an RKO once a year and everyone would still love him like, yeah you it's know? passable so it works like. if anyone has earned a lighter schedule and not having to do much it's him because you know this is the same year he wrestled Undertaker shitload he had some fucking wars with him he worked his ass off mm. and he wrestled Mick Foley as well in uh, yeah. incredible hardcore brawl in 2004 so yeah Randy was really putting
2: in his work at this point in time and he only had like two major injuries and one of them was a bin yeah but both I've of those been were been the at worst shot yeah. impossible yeah. like yeah Kind of a reverse
1: John Cena, almost. Like, how he started yeah. off so hot and then kind of petered out towards the like the later years in his career. Like- it's like,
0: un- instead of people realising how much he could do, like John Cena, and John Cena was always adding, it's like he was... Realise like how little he cares Yeah people
1: now realising How much he could do Past tense Like oh actually yeah. Randy was great Back in the day Shame he's not
0: now He won't do half the shit That he's doing in this match But there's some really Really cool bits and bobs That he pulls out here uh, Undertaker does a One legged comeback And hits the downward spiral For some reason And I was like Hang on a second Then Taz goes Oh man Cole I've seen the Undertaker Do that a lot
2: No you <laughs> haven't Come, Come on now Come on now the downward spiral. He's thought about doing it a lot and told me about it. He's,
0: he's even turned around. Nah, Why is that a spiral? Rubbish, Worst spiral. RKO is reversed. The tombstone was reversed
2: roughly 1,000 times. I very much enjoyed this repeated tombstone reversals.
0: It's like someone chopped down a tree and two lumberjacks are pushing it back and forth, going, hit, uh, hit, hit, uh. Hit, hit, hit.
1: I want to see two guys like go to the back doing the tombstone reversals, <laughs> like all the way back to the wrong position. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Uh-oh, Goozle! Goozle! Goozle!
1: Okay, I've just, I had to know. Goozle! What is Goozle? Anyone know what, what goozle I know means? I no? don't know, I've got
0: the number here for the WP Help by you can dial it up, Adam. <laughs>
1: <laughs> According to Urban Dictionary, Goozle is slang for your throat. And the example they give here, I gotta read this in Taz's voice. Hey you better eat those onions <laughs> <laughs> You better eat all your goozles if you don't uh- <laughs> eat your chicken goozles. <laughs> you better let those onion rings cool down or you're gonna burn your goozles! <laughs>
0: Thanks to the good facts at Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So, are we led to believe that every time Undertaker goes for a choke sub, Taz is literally just going throat?
1: Literally, what he's saying,
0: yeah. Throat. Watch out! The throat. For fuck's sake! <laughs> throat. What comes up must
2: come down. Cool. <laughs> Cowboy Bob Orton interferes. Sorry, Tony Clifton. <laughs> Fucking running from Tony Clifton. French
0: fries at a <laughs> porterhouse steak. <laughs> I don't think people really recognise Cowboy Bob quite as much as they reckon that he would. It's not, not like
2: a fucking... Ma- it's not like he's Harley Race. No! Like.
0: And even if he was, you don't add latex onto a very already rubber latex-like latex. mask. Latex! The layers! He can't, He's like tries to pull it off after he comes in and he saves his boy, and it's like... Hang on, that's your actual skill you're putting off there, mate. You're gonna get, It takes a, a while, st- like, <laughs> it's not like a big reveal. Like,
1: you know, when Eric Bischoff pulled off the Vicar mask and it was like, it's him! Like, no one knows who
0: Bob is. So everyone's just like, oh, it's another guy that we don't know. RKO and a clean win, essentially, for Randy, because, you know, uh, Bob interferes, but he doesn't lay a finger on Undertaker. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Randy just hits the finisher just once, and Undertaker goes down for a big three, which that's pretty huge. Taker wasn't doing that like pretty much at all, all no. throughout 2004 and five. So that's a big, big moment for Randy Orton there. Yeah, I love that finish. There's something very strange about the run where Randy Orton is with his dad. Like, it's <laughs> Cause so weird.
2: Because this is where we get the match where they're in a match together, don't isn't it?
0: Where Bob uh, is in the ring with uh, Taker, Taker and he and, bleeds.
2: And no one told Taker that he's got hepatitis.
0: Yeah, I mean, even if you tell Taker he's got hepatitis, that's not enough. You don't let the man with hepatitis fucking yeah. he
2: gig himself. Literally. Yeah. So
0: yeah, he has to do the pose with his son to like really like hit it. And they're like, "Oh, that is so um... cowboy, Bobberton!" Oh my god, for for the sake. the father of Randy Orton! Oh my god, that's uh... and he broke his arm that one time, and um, um...
2: it was broken for about
0: five years. <laughs> he was in the corner at WrestleMania one. What's Undertaker think about that? I bet he hates it. And there was one moment where this angle completely fell apart in terms of legitimacy. I always thought, oh, Randy Orton, what a roar, what a heel. And then Carlito was like, Randy Orton, you hang out with your dad. That's not cool. I like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, oh, oh. And then it was like, shit, that is really not cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like your dad. Your point. Yeah.
2: We didn't need Cowboy Bob in this storyline. No. Absolutely not. No, we don't. And he just no- needed a reason for Undertaker to fucking take a pin. Just yeah. Because of a distraction.
0: Undertaker grabbing the wig in his hand, going. <laughs> <laughs> At the end was fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for a caption contest. Greetings from the future. It's Kevin and Adam here. Ahoy! Hello. Are you enjoying this boy pick? Yeah, I'm
1: enjoying it because I'm not doing it. It's past Adam that's doing it right now. So the man that you're hearing going through all the pain and suffering, yeah. different guy to me. Oh, that's like, alright. ain't my problem anymore, pal.
0: I feel sorry for those suckers, huh? Yeah,
1: those fucking idiots.
0: So, looking at the images that we were offered. Oh, oh I'm sorry, I will turn the screen away. Jeez. Looking at the images that were offered. I wish there were many, and thank you. You can always, of course, in an upcoming episode, if there's something you want for a caption contest, we're trying to do these for all our main episodes now. Feel free to message us at facebook.com slash Attitude Era Podcast or DM us on Twitter at AE Podcast. feel free to slide on in there we got a lot of uh, a lot of people have been sending suggestions and I really appreciate that but this one unfortunately superseded all suggestions what is the
1: image du jour Adam? this is uh, this is a little spoiler from the main event I guess and you'll hear us talk about this in great detail later on when we get there. Got a show it to ah, God, it's oh, <laughs> uh, like I'm at the point now where when you listen to the main event discussion later, you'll hear me cracking up at this image. But I'm at the point now where the humor is gone from it, and it's just a horrible picture. There's like,
0: like a big kind of hole here where like the laughter expanded you out. Yeah. And now you're hollow I'm gas chamber. Yeah. So
1: what it is is Hogan, he went a little overboard with the blade job. Just a little bit. And his face is all covered in blood. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking eyes are <laughs> overflowing. They are. It's, uh, <laughs> his blood pouring out of his eyes.
0: In in one side and out the other. So it is. So we put this up here. This very alarming, upsetting image. Special shout out to Billy who put this into Deep Dream.
1: Oh God, I made it even more horrific. Okay,
0: what is Deep Dream exactly?
1: What does it do? It's like a Google advanced learning algorithm or something that basically has the power to. And create images. And on That its was own. its
0: intent was to turn this image into some sort of snake man,
1: some sort of snake nightmare. Yeah.
0: So do check that out as well. It mm. is deeply alarming and upsetting. But here we go. We've got some lovely captions entered here on Facebook and on Twitter. Starting us off, Don Manus. Yep, that's me, brother. You're probably wondering how I ended up in this situation. Every caption contest. I <laughs> Every swear. single one.
1: Every time. Elizabeth on Twitter. <laughs> How's Annie, brother?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're still with me, that's good. Bravely brave Hulk Hogan, rode forth from Venice Beach. He was not afraid to blade. Oh, brave Hulk Hogan. He was not afraid to be poked by Kevin Nash. Brave, 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 brave Hulk Hogan. Brother. (laughs) Nick Elio pictured a hot dog with extra ketchup. 2005 colorized. Oh, you got too much sauce
1: on there, Nick. What's going on? Scott Cavaliero says, Hulk Hogan seeing the British Storm Ian Harrison for the first time. I mean, <laughs> just starts
0: crying blood. There's something about this image of him covered in blood and just zooming in going, <laughs> I was going to say, my caption for this is, i got to get in shape, brother. I'm so gassed. I'm going to come and shut this Unfortunately. <laughs> Hogan's longer with us <laughs> there are so many references to vaginal blood. Sh-
1: oh yeah yeah it's you, you know Hulk Hogan loves his partner every day of the month you can't be
0: first but you can be next
1: Priscilla Kelly reference uh, well, now, now
0: Priscilla Kelly, I'm sorry, she's no longer known as the lady who dropped the tampon. She's known as the lady who got sick on a wrestler now. I'm sorry, that supersedes it. She
1: cannot keep topping herself like this. I'm,
0: maybe she'll blo- get sick of a tampon often. She's
1: gonna be literally taking a shit on somebody in a ring next.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can't go any
1: further. Foot- she's gonna...
0: She's gonna... Uh,
1: trying to get noticed. That's is. what it is. She Fucking is. hell.
0: And you know what? Job well done, Priscilla. <laughs> if you want to make me take notice, get sick. Hulk, what's that on your face? Uh, it's Aurora Borealis. Aurora Borealis! At this time of year, in this part of the world, directly projected onto your face. Yes. May I touch it? No. What's
1: that? Michael Scully says, Sorry, brother. Just had an aneurysm over the thought of putting someone over. <laughs> That's what aneurysms look like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> David Green. Pasta mania. Always with fresh sauce. Can I chop you off, brother? Uh, <laughs> 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 hey kids, you want to get Terry to put some marinara sauce on your Hulkaroos? I've uh, <laughs> been eating so many <laughs> Hulkaroos. It's <laughs> like the idea of Hogan, like, the gimmick being that he's not, like, ready to go because he's eating too many Hulkaroos. He's had to put too much sauce <laughs> on her. Come on, Hulk, we got ten orders for Hulkaroos out here. Sure uh, thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't get it, I'm not bleeding as thick anymore.
1: <laughs> Scullionaire on Twitter says, can't wait for Facebook to add this face as a reaction in time for the next boys' picks. Yes, Like, boys. whatever Billy's choice is next time, that's the react
0: for it. Sean <laughs> Braddock, when you wake up, you're bleeding, and Brutus Beefcake is dead in a pile of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the take, brother? <laughs> Are we going up? Fucking course we're going up. Tim Poultney says,
1: pictured. What appears when you see brother dude Jack three times in front of a mirror? <laughs>
0: The latest reboot here from Johnny Milner. Carry with muscles. It's getting off to a bad start. (laughs) John Paul Heron. Lee Meeson to play Hulk Hogan in upcoming biopic. (laughs) Ah! Chris Cole. Hogan here wearing the proverbial red viscous liquid mask.
1: (laughs) <laughs> I don't quite get it, but it reminds me of one of my favorite Hogan moments. Lex Express on Twitter says, The aftermath of Hogan's fabled match with a rock.
3: <laughs> I had a match with a rock. <laughs> Stones may sink and rocks Locks
0: may stick. fall, but the greatest of all still bleeds. Oh. Walt Cleminger, drenched in ketchup, the holster's quest to become a true hot dog man will soon be realized. <laughs> <laughs> Josh writes, Terry Blair begins touring his one-man new musical, Blood, brother. (laughs) Love it. Well, you start off a picture of Hulk Hogan covered in blood and fabulous captions as always, folks. Now it's time to go back to the past. Yeah. All the way
1: to 2005. What's the matter, Adam? Oh. Don't
0: you want to give me a hug? Oh, no, I don't. Don't you want to go back to the past with me? Oh. Come with me, Dominic, into the past! No! Eddie, step away from the time portal! It's too late for me now! <laughs> SummerSan, 2005. You got me, Eddie. Oh, who we got in the crowd, folks? It's Republic National Committee Chairman Ken Mellum. Whoa! And former Republican National Chairman Committee member Ed Gillespie. The Whoa. big dog. Wow! Here at Summerslam, and they're like, "Oh, and don't worry, because Hillary, Rodham Clinton, some of her staff were around here earlier, so we got both sides. We don't, we don't yeah. like one or the other."
2: Yeah, we, we, we've got we've, we've got both sides here. Here are the Republicans. Legit. Where, are the Demi- where are the Democrats? They're in Here the are back. The Republicans,
0: Here are the Republicans having a beer, watching the wrestling, really relatable. The, the Democrats are in their Ivy Tower, Billy. They don't yeah. care for <laughs> our <laughs> wrestling.
2: They're probably wondering if that Eugene's all right. Those liberal snowflakes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we like both parties. They say to massive boos from the audience. Yeah. USA. Massive John Cena taking on y next. The match card makes John Cena out to be roughly nine times the size of your <laughs> of your regular Chris Jericho yeah. you pointed out this is just
1: like the match up card you know when it was triple h who brought lesnar and you had the match up within the background
0: bow down to <laughs> bow down
1: <laughs> same thing
0: eric Bischoff, throughout this promo package is very 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 sweaty and we have the one group of people who it's okay in 2005 to liberally and gratuitously call out white trash Sit down, white trash! John Cena, you're nothing more than white trash. He's a thug, white trash. That's what John Cena is.
1: White hot feud. It is very
0: Fuzzy and John Cena Both had concerts all okay, along. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, it's the battle of the bands. So, was Fozzie a thing this far back? Yep. Oh, dear. Fozzie was a thing all the way back to like 2001 or 2 Really? Yeah, it started off as a little side project with one of the guys from Judas Priest. I know on Jericho's VHS that came out, they did a lot. It was like, it's Chris Jericho. And he's like, Fuzzy! Fuzzy, fuzzy, fuzzy! Uh, fuzzy, fuzzy, fuzzy! <laughs> Here's my original character, Chip McScoodle. <laughs> fuzzy, fuzzy, fuzzy! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, like, yeah, cool, yeah. Oh, well, great character work there, Chris. Thanks very much for that. Like, you know,
2: uh, embarrassment. A
0: million dollar idea there, Chris. So, uh, yeah, we had Fuzzy and John Cena having concerts, and you've not lived until you've seen Fuzzy work heel for a concert. <laughs> for and sake. they're like, I'm there on the moon, I'm there, and then I turn into a stranger. Boo! Well, we're going to play another song. <laughs> and then I'm going to sing another song. Sing a song from oh. Yeah, And then John Cena came out. With the mic in his hand, he's a bad man. Living in the streets all life, he's a bad man. Even in the streets with the night, the bad man. A bad man. He's a bad man. He's a bad man. He's a bad man. And the A-team were in the video and John Cena was there like a bad, bad man. That is a tune. Fucking great! Bad Man is a tune. Yes, kudos to any rap that uses a flute. Yeah! And John Cena dressed up as Hannibal. Honestly, I hated Cena after WrestleMania 21. I was like, "Mm -hmm," John Cena. And then in Bad Bad Man, I was like, Yeah, he's pretty cool, I guess. Which, you know what, looking now as a grown ass man that is the fucking coolest shit ever he's, he's yeah. the bad right he's so great and he came out on a spaceship to sing Bad Man as well <laughs> fucking awesome and he was saying he, he was a man of all seasons John Cena alright WWE Champion Bad Bad Man the single hit rap album The Fucking Marine mm-hmm. this is 2005 ladies and gentlemen and Big Match John was working hard and yeah. he's
2: a doctor he's got a PhD in, in Phuganomics
0: and in The Marine, he goes out with the lady from nip uh, from tuck who's the apple of everyone's eye. So I'm just saying, Marine is literally one of the greatest movies ever. Uh, we did a commentary track for it, most of which is me realising it is the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> like, I had such a fun time. Like Kevin Dunn did a good job of this promo package huh Mm. the screen's a little bit shaky in and out in and out
1: oh yeah we had the weird Philip Glass like synth music and like trying to give a little bit of grandeur to this yeah
0: because the three or four clips they have of Chris Jericho and a referee shirt going to John Cena uh, really were impactful with the shaky cam is this worse Jericho do you reckon no 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 No? because he's Mm. in shape here and he's got something to prove because he's on his way out yeah so what's worse Jericho worst Jericho is probably when he came back before he did that second when he came back and he was a really kind of do nothing baby face for ages and then he turned heel on AJ before then that was probably worst Jericho oh, yeah. when he feuded with Ryback and Bray Wyatt yeah. Yeah. and Bray appeared oh, on gross. the podcast yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I forgot about <laughs> that Ray, what, what are you doing here no, no, on podcast no, no, it, 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 it
1: was way more like oh my god Bray Wyatt how did you get into my podcasting zone like, it, was, it was so laid on for drama like. Chris
0: man did you know that Box is a subscription service <laughs> <laughs> where every month man they are gonna send you
2: a new toy for your tongue man <laughs> it's the fact that like it, cause because if you haven't heard it, Bray Wyatt calls into his podcast and as if he doesn't have a screener.
0: He better not call in here, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be raging.
2: <laughs> Fucking uh, go out and listen to Bray Wyatt on, on YTJ's podcast. It's incredible. Eric Bischoff makes a brief
0: appearance to wish rudderless Chris Jericho the best of luck in his match. Coming to the ring, born in Manhasset, New York. What? Yeah, that's where Jericho's built from. Really? Yeah, they went through a period of time where Vince was like, no one likes Canada, (laughs) so you guys, to be more relatable, Jericho was now born in Manhasset, New York, which is technically true. He was born in New York, but of course he's a natural citizen of Canada. And Chris Benoit from Atlanta, Georgia.
2: (laughs) Oh, that southern accent of the Wolverine. Yeah. And I'm the buy you.
0: So,
1: no one likes Canada. Yep. So to make them more relatable and likeable, we're going to make them all from America. Uh, He's a heel, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> He's the baddie.
2: What's wrong with
0: him being from the country that you don't like? Oh, I hate Christian. Oh, a New Yorker. All right. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey. Well, you know what? Forget about it. It's okay. I like <laughs> you, though.
2: But, well, you, you missed out at this time because this was, of course, the time when Christian was the fighting Scotsman. <laughs> what? surprisingly <laughs> decent
0: reactions for both jericho the heel and john cena who's meant to be hated at this moment in time but the crowd are Pro- still giving him something uh, the crowd are pretty hot tonight it's not as split as
1: i thought it was going to be like there's a lot more cheers for big match john
0: it's basically the crowd has not yet figured out that you could do let's go cena cena sucks yeah like they're, they're still like oh no he's the top guy it'd be weird to boo him like yeah. you know, <laughs> bad t-shirt john cena What is it? It's fucking chain gang soldier. It's like brown. It's got like a weird like warthog skull on it. (laughs) It looks like a fucking Prodigy album cover. Hogs of War. Yeah, not a good one at that. Like, junior I've realised, never did his job with John Cena. Hmm. He never put him over. Really? I mean, in this match, John's not meant just to be any guy. He's meant to be the... Top guy from the top brand. I know that Batista was way more JR. Speed. Yeah. When Batista was on Raw, JR. would fucking cream himself. Go. The Beast has been unleashed. <laughs> but John Cena. Well, John Cena. He's controversial. Some people think he's a thug. I don't think he's a thug. I think he's a. Well, he's a good wrestler. Uh, not not too pretty. Uh much stay away from that catches, catch can. More of a a, a, a rudimentary brawler. Uh, don't break out the star rating I don't like him he's not very good <laughs> you, want, you want to boo him because I want to boo him I mean he never did his job and you know what a year later than this JR was not the lead announcer nah, on, on Raw that's true. and at the time I was incredulous looking back now and this match in particular you don't be the top man because yeah. you know yeah. Joey Styles did a better job yeah. Joey Styles made me, believe, made me a chain gang soldier more than JR ever did King though is a bit of an odd one in this match wasn't he yeah do you know what the things he was saying about uh, about John Cena? No. He kept saying that uh, John Cena's a thug. He's very thug-like. I don't want him as a champion. He's a thug. And then Jr. just freaks out like, "You want some chamomile tea?" You What the fuck's wrong with you? I forgot about that. You want some he kind of really loses his rag. He like, becomes Austin. He just barks at him like... Like peak
1: invasion. Stone Cold, no take at But That kind of <laughs> level yes, of agreed. rage. Like,
2: he's furious. And what was the comment that set him off?
0: He's a like. I, Jesus I, I,
2: I, Christ, Jim. I think it's because they point out so many times that, oh, he's a thug. Well, he's not. He's from a middle-class suburb of Boston. Well, yeah, because what the, what I think what makes like, no, he's though. a th- he's a thug though, but he's, he's not though, and it, just the, the 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 two sides just saying the opposite. Yeah, it's it like gets he's, annoying.
0: He's a thug. No, he's not. He's just a fucking loser. Like, oh, what the, what the fuck is he then? Like, he's either a thug who's disrespectful, or he's just some like white wannabe rapper kid who's like really fucking like out of place
1: i think what it is is that jr thinks that they're all talking about the old john cena Ah. because coach at one point says that cena claims to be from the mean streets and jr's like that was like six years ago coach you know in 1999 when you had the the doctor of thuganomics coming along and fighting the ministry of darkness it's
0: me austin (laughs) (laughs) god damn it i can't see him So, yeah, uh, King also says that... Y2J's got the edge in this match.
2: He hasn't slept in three days. How is that an edge? I <laughs>
0: know. He's going to get sick have <laughs> a migraine, Like Very basic stuff. Yeah. yeah. And reading the reports at the time, everyone's like, oh, my God, can you believe how great Jericho is? He got a great match out of John fuck Cena. Fuck off. No. This is a
2: great match, is it?
0: It's very, very basic.
2: Umaga and- got a good match out of John Cena. Yeah. I mean, Jericho, you know, it's a good pace
0: but it's very basic stuff it's just fucking you know right hands crowd brawls boring and Cena is all over the place he's oh. still so
2: green he's, he's like a selling.
0: fucking elephant with his on ice with his fucking footwork
1: the only way he knows how to sell is by doing like a
0: big girl and going Hurr! like you can just see that one face like <laughs> that's all he's got John Cena's given an Enzagiri, boiled eggs and nuts <laughs> 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 fucking gurning on him he's, and you know what he really reminds me of in the ring uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan yeah. the way he stomps around yeah, like, yeah big like, clumsy man big hands grasping for invisible flags like <laughs> YGJ goes for the walls of Jericho and coach's like oh no oh no 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 and it's like for fuck's sake he's like the one that you're meant to be Cheering for Legit. you, idiots. You're the heel, aren't you? Cole, Coach is really, really rubbish. Yeah. yeah. Like, bad commentators, whatever. At least Byron Saxon, when he was a bad commentator, it was kind of cute. But he was just meant to be the cute commentator. Yeah. Coach is meant to be the voice of Eric Bischoff. He's meant to be, like, the heel announcer. He's been put there, like, to spread the message. He's meant to be, like, Heyman in the Alliance. Yep. yeah, And he can't even get... The right It's the blonde one Imagine Heyman cheering for the wrong guy yeah. <laughs> It's such a basic thing. I hate Rob Van Dam <laughs> Very 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 loud dueling chants As the 10,000 people in the arena Realise that John Cena is cancer
5: Aww. Oh
0: this, this, this match is a cigarette isn't it Because it causes cancer <laughs> Main event with John Cena John Cena's comeback is reversed Into the walls of Jericho and he cries as his legs are bent the <laughs> way that they're fucking supposed to. Oh, <laughs> eh, oh, I'm not used to fucking sitting down. <laughs> ah, you know what? Sometimes when I need to stretch, I, know, I say to someone, kind of hey, can you actually pull my leg back a little yeah, bit there? Put me in the walls. Put me in the walls. Get my hammies up. Come on, yeah. let's do it, like." Cena, just out of nowhere, hits the tilt to whirl FU. Very nice transition here at the end. It was a nice little spot. And I'll tell you what, in terms of a good match, this was the only match that had believable near falls. Because hmm. I did think a few yeah. times that Jericho was going to win, and this is before Cena it was truly super Cena. So you might not have thought that he would tap out Yes, But they had me going here at the end. Like I did get invested in this yeah. hot feel at the end. The crowd really got into the last little bit. But John just wins with the FU out yeah, of nowhere. Yeah, of so. course. And then John points at his eyes and hits himself lots. Aye! Aye! Yes, John. Aye.
2: Aye!
1: He puts like yeah. a towel around him. Like, come on now, John. Let's Vince, take we have to take him back to the lab. He's not quite ready yet.
2: Aye! <laughs> like with a an Undertaker match at WrestleMania, whenever you got a match which hinges on the fact of, you know, oh, is he, is he going to tap out? With, with Cena, mm. it's difficult considering Cena's tapped out three times to two people. Really? Mm. Who was it? He's t- he's tapped out to Brian, didn't he? Or no, no, he's tapped out to Kurt Angle twice and Benoit once, but we ah. don't talk about that.
0: Oh no. right. He didn't tap out to the colossal clutch though, no. did he? Like <laughs> that was a devastating, scintillating maneuver, was that? Thoughts on Big Match John? How's he come on the last few years? Because I'm I'm a John Cena man till I die. I, I, honestly, I unironically love John Cena and and very much like X-Pac and Jeff Jarrett, someone who I went back to and realised, I got caught up in a lot of hype at the time. Yeah. And I didn't give him the time of day. He was having great matches long before people gave him credit.
1: Yes. I sort of flip-flop in my head of, like, back when I hated John, I thought he was the dirt worse. Then he got really good, started having amazing big matches, and I convinced myself, oh, I was being an idiot. John Cena's always been great. Mm, And now you go back, and yeah, you realise it's somewhere more in the middle. He wasn't great for a really long time.
0: He didn't understand so much about wrestling. Yeah,
1: the fundamental stuff. The selling. selling, The footwork. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's really... It's not pretty to watch John Cena wrestle back at this time. And honestly when you're going back and watching matches you don't want to watch something that reminds you that the work rate is way better now than it was back then yeah. you know if they put on a match like this now on a summer SummerSlam for a main event it would get chewed up and spit out this is an audience now that will boo Seth Rollins you know mm-hmm. for, for putting on what he thinks is a clinic Yeah. so standards have definitely risen a lot just a tad coming up next World Heavyweight Championship on the line will you run out of me like it's hot so hot no HOLES No Holes <laughs> I
1: feel like Kevin's the nice dad that's trying to keep the energy up for everyone. Like, come, hey, come on guys! We're still having a good day out. Only nine
0: more hours till we get to go away. Uh, hey, <laughs> And you'll see your granny! <laughs> uh,
1: at this point in the show, I was watching this around Kevin's. And when we got to this point in the pay-per-view, it was 1.30 in the afternoon, I'd had three cups of coffee, and I was round Kevin's house, so I wasn't even in my own home. And I had three cups of coffee, man, worth the damn. I was fucking falling asleep on your couch watching
0: this. It's Despite all fun. that
1: energy going through my veins, this pay-per-view is just taking it out of me.
0: What's the matter, Adam? Don't you want to see the big man Dave Batista, in action in his hometown of Washington, D.C.? No. Really? No. No, because
1: the reason I didn't want to is because you turned to me and went, oh, this next match is a fucking
0: stinker. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) I have changed my tune on this match considerably because this match, I think it's like Batista's book where he's like, oh, (laughs) like me and JBL had like two matches that they were both dog shit. They were so bad. Very much like, when there's a wrestler who's really self-conscious about a particular little small angle they had, like, have you ever heard Roddy Piper talk about his feud with Jerry Lawler on his documentary? No. He's like, I don't know what happened, but when I got in the ring with Jerry Lawler, it was hideous. And they just, they play like this, like, scurrying of a Bible like, going, Bree! as they show, like, Jerry Lawler go, Bree! rolling around, and Roddy Piper and him just Botching every fucking move. (laughs) Batista views the JBL feud similarly, that it was one of the worst stumbling blocks in his young career at the time. Batista has got a great entrance. Yeah, Yeah. he does. The big slap, the point up. I walk away! I walked for miles inside this pit of danger, way the whole world's on my shoulders. Adam, Billy, I'm sick of all these people talking out their heads. I never understood a damn word that they said. And get
5: the man away.
4: I guess I'll have to chew them up and spit them out.
0: out Walk for miles inside this pit of danger. JBL hears, well, you know what, even though he's a wrestling fraud, as has been established. Entrance here Beautiful Like yeah. money rating down Yeah Like this is always Like a great sign We watched some shows Here me and Adam And Joe from how 2 We've not seen a lot Of this time Or a lot of the products And she just like Kind of popped her eye And it was like Whoa That's a great song That's a great entrance What a great character bit this is.
1: And she despises JBL. Yeah, like...
0: here comes JBL in his big cow limo. It's raining money and they're playing music like it's introducing the stock market, my boy. <laughs> Anything can be traded on the stock market from cows to bells. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can audibly hear Taz scrambling for money on the mic. And, and he's, oh, they've got JBL's face on him. You just hear Taz shout, they're worthless." <laughs>
0: I thought I was getting the raise this way. <laughs> Joey Numbers, you told me that this kind of fitness scheme was foolproof.
2: Batista is such a fucking star. I mm. love Batista so much. I've always loved Batista.
0: Yeah, uh, Batista... I remember Batista was my favourite, like, oh, I know I'm not supposed to say he's my favourite, but the big man from Evolution, I think he's great. When he was fucking with Reverend Devon, I Mm -hmm. thought he was, like, I was scared, I was so intrigued by him, this really scary-looking, fucking intense dude. And Batista's got that quiet charisma, he's got the X-Factor, the shit that you can't teach, and the fact that WWE have, like, really, really soured their relationship with him. It has really been so surprising to me.
1: The bigger a star he gets, the less they want to do with him, like...
0: His return in 2015 was an absolute fuck-up, though. Surely. It was.
1: It was a train wreck. But there's no point if that was his fault. Yeah. Like That was all bad timing and just sheerly a bad coincidence because of Daniel Bryan. And,
2: and the thing is, he probably would have still come back If they'd said, because he wasn't watching the product at the time, so he didn't know about the Daniel Bryan situation. Yeah. If they'd gone to him and said, we'd like you to come back and put Bryan over. He'd do it. He would do it.
0: And he would have done a great job. He would have done his heel. I quit, Batista. It's
2: it's the fact that they told him, you're going to come back. You're going to win the Royal Rumble. We're going to put the strap on you. Everyone's going to love it as well. You'd be so popular. "Oh, Oh, no. Oh, he
0: always reminded me of Goldberg in that I'm sure he was someone who had a million people whispering in his ear Triple H and fucking Ric Flair and Vince McMahon and Shawn Michaels and everyone telling the big man how to make his fucking money and you know what as soon as he had his wings cut free and he went out into the big wide world he became a bigger star than WWE could ever fucking imagine Mm -hmm. he is a star through and through and the fact that he did it all in his 40s yep Yep. ain't just DDP who had a late fucking start folks this lad was laughed out the door in the power plant and he's become box office big he can say fuck I don't need to do a big movie with Marvel and Disney he can yeah. do that like, Yeah, legit that's fucking power like not many people can do that even The Rock I don't think would actually have oh, the balls no. to do
1: no. that no Dave Batista gets better roles offered to him than The Rock does for sure like Batista does Bautista what he wants Batista was in
2: James Bond at yeah. The Rock was in the two Fairy and Doom Literally,
1: yeah you don't see The Rock getting anywhere near the Avengers franchise now as big of a star as he is No like... Rock
2: has to fucking
0: shoulder shitty franchises that need him yeah. Yeah. whereas Batista yes. has the great franchises approach him yeah. with great little characters him and Blade Runner he was fabulous in that mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's so many little roles and he everything he does he does very very well Resting JBL in a crowd brawl, however, no. uh, not his best feature no. work. Uh, JBL gets covered in gravy granules somehow. Yeah, like. his
1: ass is all dirty.
0: Yeah, he's extra orange tonight as JBL, so he is. Uh, he looks very, very silly. He's very good at, like, being a big... Gammon man, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he, is. just, he
1: looks like a proper Tory, JBL. I love
0: seeing him get beat up by Batista. Yeah. It's very fun to see a big cut muscle man beat the shit out of like a soft, tall, Tory boy. Oh, especially because, and I'm almost
1: tempted to put Batista in the Grunt Hall of Fame just for this oh. alone, but he really did bring something new to the grunt table that we've not seen on the podcast. This is like innovation. Mm. When he's shoulder barging JBL, he's going
0: spap, And that's a completely new grunt. Like. Wow. Wow. That's, that's innovation right there. That sounds like sword hits from Zelda. Shep, shep. Yeah! Are yeah.
5: <laughs> You okay? I was doing a big spin tornado there. Yeah.
0: It's falling off a large cliff. JBL hits him with a belt. Come on, animal, get up, Jack. <laughs> the choke spot, which gives us Sleepy Batista. <laughs> I'm telling you The Rock could choke, coach him and how to choke someone you just gotta grab the tongue put your fingers on those windpipes for fuck's sake kill him
2: more like a like sleeper am I right
0: <laughs> <laughs> loud coughing from Batista yeah. get a clothesline from hell and a kick out and you know what? something I do like about this is that when they're, they're brawling you know they're using everything that's not nailed down JBL really harking back to old Bradshaw here pulling at the big very wide steps Nick Patrick however ruins all the mystique with his ten counts
2: <laughs> <laughs> It's like something from like a, a Mega Drive game. Like, <laughs> <mate>. ah. <laughs> it's around about this time we get Taz openly talking about JBL being a bully backstage. Oh yeah, no! <laughs> Exposing the like, business. Straight yeah. up just says JBL is a bully and always has been. This is right after
0: the uh, ECW One Night Stand would have been yeah. in June. Oh, this is August, right, of course. So this is when yeah the. the the- Taz is sour.
1: Yeah, of course he is.
0: Uh, well, Farouk set the record straight in a shoe interview where he says, I don't care what the blue meanie or the orange meanie said. Bradshaw's not a bully. Oh, all right then. Oh, oh That's okay. That's okay then. Cool, Clip that up. That's very, very fine indeed. Batista bomb, but no count as the animal thinks... <sighs> He's going to walk for miles inside this pit of danger. Yeah. And a Batista he's going to
2: school. He's, going, he's <laughs> walking miles to school, mate. The
0: stairs bomb, which is really, really good. Uh, I like JBL getting power bombed on the stairs. Splats it. Batista wins and tears the money in a short... And you know what? It was. It felt like it was 10 minutes, if that. I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed the Cena and Jericho match. Yes, same. That's
1: this match's greatest benefit, is that it followed Jericho and Cena. Yeah. Because, you know, if you go after an extremely boring match, your match will seem immediately less boring as a result. It was a good Haas
0: match. It was okay. Physical, as Michael Cole would say to describe a match Mm. that was boring but a bit hard-hitting. Very randomly here now, we cut to the announcers who have to give us a little sidebar for our main event here. As Jr sits down and says, folks, you've been in the business a long time, like myself or Jerry the King Lawler, or just a young man starting out, like Jonathan Coachman here. Uh, six years he's been with the company of yeah. this, folks. Young you man. But he said that we've never seen anything like this before. Legend versus Icon, which could be Sting versus uh, Roddy Piper. No. Mm-hmm. Or is it Hogan versus Rock? No, no, it's Racist Hot Dog versus Flubber in a SummerSlam 2005 classic. I'm right here
3: on my knees asking you for one favor. But I'm not asking you for anything more than what every other WWE fan has asked you for. If I have to pick a tag team partner... I want that tag-team partner to be Hulk Hogan. Just one.
4: Hogan and Shawn Michaels. Well, you gotta admit that Hogan and Shawn Michaels are a hell of a team.
3: off a reputation that you created 20 years ago. I go out there every single night and recreate myself. So, I am laying down the challenge. Summerslam, the immortal Hulk Hogan versus Sean, Michaels. at Summerslam, I'm going to kick your teeth down your throat. You, my friend, have taken this thing to a whole nother level, dude. If you want a match with me, all you had to do was ask. But instead, you cheap-shotted me. Every time you come out in this ring, it's for Shawn Michaels. I'm here for each and every one of these Hulkamaniacs, brother. And if they want me in SummerSlam to kick your skinny ass, then I'm going to kick your ass, Shawn Michaels. In this ring, you can't touch me. You! that your immortality has a price. Hulk Hogan! What are you gonna do, Shawn Michaels? What you gonna
0: Kay and Hogan tagged in Heaven for a little bit in the Undying Lands. I don't know if you caught that in the video package. Yeah. Very bright lights. Uh, and
2: Carlito and someone else. I didn't really. I didn't see who it was. It
0: was actually to team up to take on Muhammad Hassan and Davari. That's um, why you didn't see it. That's <laughs> why you didn't see it. Like. so, this cut you to a bit of him and Carlito, and so they did a six-man tag, I think, with Carlito, mm. Masters, and Kurt Angle with uh, Hogan in there as well. So, this is the match. This is the, uh, off talked about, very silly encounter. Between Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels, uh, let's start things off by just getting it out of the way. Hulk Hogan is a dirty rotten racist. Yeah, I think everyone knows. His return to WWE in 2018 and 19 was uh, came alongside with the most half-hearted apology I've ever heard. The apology of "Whoa, brothers, be careful, because anyone could film you. You got to do your racism really on the down low these yeah, days. Yeah. It's not like before, brother." <laughs> That, you know, some people in this room might even not let you be racist. Yeah. When it comes to the point where like people like the New Day have to write like lengthy essays explaining why they're not going to cause a fuss about it, my opinion is that Hogan has not made the amends that he has, He has done. He's brought a lot of hate into the world. The people who are diehard supporters of Hogan tend to talk a lot about Hulk Hogan's great moments in WWE and don't actually sit down and listen to what he said in that clip. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty shocking stuff. It's not alluded to at all. It is straight up fucking huck fin levels yeah. of racism this is
1: on the nose explicit hate yeah is exposed as i am a racist dude like it could not be any more blatant.
0: And it's very shocking because as we all know, Hulk Hogan was a model employee and great jam-up guy and yeah. it was, it's it hard. Of, it came out of left field. the <laughs> yeah. stories about
2: him have always been so good. Like, no one's ever said a bad word about him. Such a him.
0: supportive figure. Almost uh, the, the, the it, conscience of the locker room, really, it's, for it's, many years. It's, it's almost
2: like he's lived his gimmick of being a white-hot babyface <laughs> throughout his entire life.
0: Yeah, so Hulk Hogan finds himself in a unique position in 2000 I'm back Jack I left the WWE and had a couple of years on the side, but now I've got a reality show, dude. And the reality show is Hogan Knows Best. And sometimes we don't always get along. It's kind of like the Osbournes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, it's XWF clip here. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: Hogan's got a show to promote. Yeah. Which means Hogan wants to do business. Which means Hogan is coming in to work a series of dream matches. Yeah. The first of which is a best of three series that is proposed. With Shawn Michaels, Yeah. which then soon becomes a best-of-two series, and then a best-of-one series. It was going to be three. Shawn wins one, Hogan wins one, then Hogan wins one, the end. Then it became best-of-two. Hogan wins one, Hogan wins one. What? Then it became best-of-one. Hogan wins.
2: (laughs) And this was more or less decided 15 minutes, 20 minutes before they went out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That this was going to be the one time, and Shawn's taking the pin.
0: This is an interesting angle, because... Michaels went heel in the middle of born again Christian Shawn Michaels which yeah. we never thought we'd see and he became the nastiest motherfucking heel he wasn't the Shawn Michaels of old so to speak he wasn't like very obviously just venting out this personal stuff he was very directed. but he did like he came out in Montreal and he's like that's right I screwed Bret Hart and i do it again and great. if I saw him right now everyone's like ah like I mean, they ripping play each other's face they played yeah. Bret's music as yeah. ah <laughs> and if I saw Bret Hart right now, I'd say, Hitman, you're a piece of shit. I'm going to kill you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but then he pray, when he gets down on his knees and prays on his way to the ring. E. It's such a weird character. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The Lord has given him strength to hate here tonight, folks. But he's alluding to a lot of stuff with Hogan. You've been living off a reputation for 20 years. I go and reinvent myself each and every night. So Shawn Michaels, to his credit, was in this late career bloom, putting on the best performance yeah. in his career. Hogan's got a hip replacement, so I'm sure yeah. he'll be spry. Justified
1: heel, HBK.
2: <laughs> Hogan calls Shawn selfish. <laughs> it's incredible. It's proper pop calling the kettle black. Legit. Yeah, Of the most selfish man in wrestling. No, because he goes out there for Shawn
0: Michaels. Hulk Hogan goes out. For each and every one of these Hulkamaniacs. And to promote his new show. And as long as you're white. (laughs) Of course, Shawn Michaels, he has lived up to his motto of going out and reinventing himself. Such as his latest invention. His crazy character called Bold Man Who Likes Blood Money. (laughs) And I'm going to be dancing around the kingdom of Saudi Arabia (laughs) knee-deep in blood. I'm just a sexy boy Oh, careful Sean you're splashing us when you're gyrating all the blood's getting in my mouth (laughs) it's a good year (laughs) (laughs) great package though huh yeah yeah Yeah.
1: yeah. to be fair it's good because they give you like highlights from all across these guys careers like it really sells the fact that it's a dream match
0: this match is obviously notorious for the selling and whatnot and how things kind of go down. But did you guys kind of know anything about how the individuals themselves felt about this match? Because lots have been talked about,
2: like... I think you can tell watching the match that they fucking yeah. hate each other's guts.
0: So
1: just to give context for anyone that doesn't know, what we're talking about is that because HBK is so angry about the change decision that Hogan's going to win the one match now... He goes out there and he oversells every bit of offence to the point of like, you know, Hogan gets him a right hand and he does like two backflips out of the ring to make Hogan look like a joke. It's a real comedy match. And yeah, you would assume that basically tells you what HBK thinks right there.
0: He actually did a tour with Inside the Ropes recently. There's a a clip someone asked him about it. And he said that he thought that the whole thing has been way blown out of proportion and that it was him saying, look, Hogan, if you want to have this match... I'm going to make you work for it. And if you don't work, I'm going to do the work for you. And it's basically like, he's in a main event at SummerSlam. Sean thinks there should be a level of work rate. And this overselling Mm. with Sean saying, well, if you're not going to do it, this is what I'll do to compensate because people want a performance. Yeah, I'll make the match worse to make up for it. But at the same time, he's like, he doesn't really dispute when it's said, hey, you're kind of trying to make him look like a fool. He's like... Yeah, kind of I just was doing my
2: job. And and just the fact is when Hogan's coming out they cut to shit on for about five seconds and he's miming a burial. Yeah. Like you know exactly what's going through his head.
0: Yeah, get the body of the Turkish ambassador that's been chopped off <laughs> and put him in this hole. <laughs> No, don't fill the hole up with bloods. All the body parts will fall up to... Oh! God's I'm sake. just having one of those days, guys. Sometimes you can't just get your blood money and go home, you know? So what happened with Hogan then? Because yeah. Hogan always has great hot takes out of him. I love my hot take, Hogan.
1: I heard an interview with Hogan where he said that they were all agreed. Everyone, everything was perfectly amicable and lovely. And just before the match was about to go on, Vince pops his head into the locker room and is like, By the way... Hogan's going to
0: win tonight's match and it's news to Hogan I'm sure
1: and it's just like oh Hogan's going over is it okay I guess I'll go out there and win and then Sean starts acting like a fool and Hogan didn't really think much of it he just thought oh there's just him being a little bit overexcited And he assumed that the next night on Raw that Sean would go out and do a promo about how, like, oh, Hogan, you bested me, but that was just one night. Let's go again, and we'll continue this feud. But instead, Sean went into business for himself and went out there and started cutting a promo about how Hogan can't go anymore. He's an old-timer, and Sean has to work his ass off for him. And because of that, Hogan's feelings got hurt. And hey, dude, maybe I'm just overly sensitive. Maybe I've got too big a heart, dude. But I didn't want to do that feud anymore. Damn your big heart, Hulk Hogan. He's just too full
0: of love. cares too much that's it i mean i will say that's literally just hogan be like i have an excuse i have an out and that's on michaels because michaels did come out the next night and he was like oh it's so bad because hogan was so spry he was like a man 20 years younger he was was too too fast for me yeah fell victim to the vicious leg drop and there's no getting up from that brother anyway you know Uh... and so he did do that he didn't bury hogan but I think for Hogan to suggest that's the point, like Hogan was already gone. Like yeah. gone, gone at that point. Yeah. He, yeah. You know, he was he was off filming Hogan knows best yeah. at that point. So convenient excuse, Hulk Hogan there. You could tell Hogan's pissed off in this one.
1: Oh god, yeah. I mean after the first oversell on Sean's part we get a lovely close up of Hogan's fight and you can literally see like the penny dropping in his mind of like what the fuck are
0: you doing it's
1: going to be this kind of match
0: I was really thinking given that we're in you know we're we're a smaller arena with a very hot crowd feels like a very smart audience in terms of you know Boo and Eugene and stuff like that these are kind of insider fans I thought they would have been all over Hogan and they would have given a big cheer for Sean Michaels absolutely that big flag comes down Oh, huge Hogan chance. Jim Ross literally stood up there is nothing more American than Hulk Hogan Whoa, okay. the national anthem the American
1: flag, the country of America
0: hi <laughs> <laughs> Hogan pushes HBK over and over to you screwed Bret chants what is going on yeah. Seriously, what's Brett got to do with this? People... That was six years ago. It was. <laughs> when a young John Cena was debuting. You know? I mean, this is really strange to show you how the internet worked because it's such an echo chamber. There was nothing credible to this, but Brett was coming back in you know 2005 WrestleMania for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And he wasn't comfortable with appearing at WrestleMania 22, and that was it. He did his documentary and that was it that was all the business he wanted to do at the time and him and Vince hugged backstage and that was that no one else talked to him he didn't speak with Hogan or Michaels or nothing like that that didn't come until like 2010 or 11 whenever that was but like honestly why is Hogan and Shawn Michaels precipitating this fan like fans start chanting for Brett three or four times in this match like he's gonna do a run-in they did that big thing in Montreal where they had like uh, Shawn Michaels he like chewed up the band for switching music and then he put Hogan in the sharpshooter by the way Hogan in the sharpshooter mm. fucking hell like yeah. do you ever try and make something from Ikea wrong and you put the wrong holes and <laughs> you, just kind of go, you just hear a big deep and you can't see a crack anywhere but something is broken internally I was just thinking more like
1: actually getting in your action figures to do with a sharpshooter like <laughs> it can't be done
0: breaking it like Hulk Hogan of course is nothing if not a scholar on the Montreal Screwjob What does Terry Vallea, a.k.a. Hulk Hogan, think about the Montreal Screwjob? What do you think of that piece of business, big man? Well, Bret Hart was supposed to uh, lose to Shawn Michaels, I think, WrestleMania, whatever the hell it was. You know, uh,
3: (laughs) uh, 16 or 17, I don't know. (laughs) Where all the fans were yelling, Bret, screw Bret. Bret told Vince McMahon, I'm not losing to Shawn Michaels in Canada. And they went out there and Shawn Michaels pulled a fast one on Bret Hart and held him down and pinned him and Bret couldn't do anything about it in the so-called execution that was supposed to be the greatest wrestler of all. Little teeny Shawn Michaels held held him down and embarrassed him, so Bret Hart was being a horse's ass saying he wouldn't lose the match and and Shawn Michaels pinned him anyway.
0: So, Billy, for your benefit, Hulk Hogan when asked, like, you know, around this time, what's your opinion on the Montreal Screwjob? That piece of business, like... Oh, man, it was, like, one of the all-time things in wrestling, dude. It was, like, WrestleMania 17 or 16 in 2001, and, you know, Brett came out, and the fans were all over, brother. They were chanting, you screwed Bret. And then Shawn Michaels, this little skinny guy, he, he pins Brett for real. And Brett, who's, like, the so-called excellence of execution, brother, he got beat up by a little skinny Shawn Michaels, and he pinned him for real, brother. And that's the Montreal screw job. How? How? I, I don't know! I don't How can you be like how's she wrestling? We've not done the Montreal screw job. Joe could give a better explanation than Hulk Hogan. And he's Hulk Hogan! Yeah! He's the biggest name in wrestling! How do you not know this? <laughs> how isolated an existence is his that he did like the Montreal screen ups did not factor into his life at all
1: the way i imagined it billy is kind of like you know in the simpsons when homer's recalling a memory and it's just like yeah. he's at like a high-class yeah. ball or something and he's like oh everyone's got like blue skin or something weird like and i said to the president
0: get this brother mr president <laughs> it's like it's all the details are wrong <laughs> Shoulder blocked by Hulk Hogan. HBK sounds like he's Wiley Coyote falling off a cliff with a particularly heavy weight from Acme. Hogan's gassed and pissed, gist
2: gassed.
1: The good thing about Hogan being gassed and sweaty is that his like his little hairs that he's got on the side get all bunched up, and he looks like High from Tekken. For a <laughs> <laughs> it's a good
0: look. I want to see Hogan get thrown off a mountain, <laughs> <laughs> and then I would do that weird smile. Yeah. <laughs> Alright we gotta say it right here now Shawn Michaels is goddamn flubbering here If you're Clancy Brown you're gonna wanna back up Because fucking Shawn Michaels is pinging out here Like a goddamn bowling ball covered in flubber It's funny
1: And as someone that hates Hulk Hogan, I love any chance to see him be made a fool of. But my God, it's an unprofessional, pathetic thing to do. It's so funny to watch. It's so childish. And
2: I really don't know how to think, because obviously I hate Hulk Hogan, but I also really do not like Shawn Michaels. I've Mm. never liked Shawn Michaels. So I have very much conflicted... Obviously, I hate one more considerably more than the other, but I've never liked Shawn Michaels. Mm. But there's a part of me here that's like, G- get on your on. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of like
0: he's, he's the he's the heel he's the the naughty fucking bad guy who just has to fucking use his evil to rile up the even bigger bad guy yeah he's the fucking chaos element it's like if yeah. Joker teams up with Batman to stop Doomsday or some shit like that it's really fucking no one else could get away with it as well that's why it's so perfect anyone else did that they'd be out in their ear imagine if Randy Orton when he was matched when with, with Hogan did this mm. even Randy Orton would have been out in his ear but it's Sean and then of course he fucking too sweet yeah. and Vince you know, and Triple yeah. H afterwards like if, so if, if he f-
2: wasn't Vince's boy at
0: all <laughs> HBK gets over the top roles over and over and over again and Jim Ross tries his best to explain this Brack-cah the velocity of
2: Hogan <laughs> and he's like barely touched it. I know. Hogan thing. is
0: surprised. Coach says that HVK simply got too much energy. <laughs> That's what it is. Ah, don't you hate when that happens? King says that huh, Sean psychology is a little off here tonight. Psychology. <laughs> no fucking shit. <laughs> like this is like if you went to a psychologist and they got up on the table and and jumped around <laughs> and did pratfalls. Hogan gets slapped in the face and, ooh, he gets pissed. I love
1: that. That's why my, my spot of
0: the night is seeing Hogan get slapped in the face. <laughs> he gets slapped in the face, which leads Jim Ross to be like, ho oh, oh, ho! Oh, my Daddy used to say, you know, you don't, you don't, he's gonna do the whole, you, know, you don't tug on Superman's cake. Yeah. You don't tell John Wayne he's a racist after he calls someone a racist term. Yeah. And you don't look at my Daddy in the eye. He's about, he's
5: about to do one of those.
0: Except what he says was, whoa well, oh, ho now. Hogan gets slapped and Jim Ross goes, ho oh, now. You don't... Sp- oh, no, sorry. It's King goes, Oh, you, you don't spit on Superman. <laughs> and he just trails off. <laughs> Add that, you don't tug on Superman's cape, you don't spit on Superman either, because it's wrong. Constant snaps by Shawn Michaels to Hulk Hogan. Love it. He is uh, slowly... Very slowly Hulk Hogan, like a minecart gaining momentum, crashes into the ring post, like, <laughs> and he sells like a minecart full of precious minerals falling over slowly.
2: It's weird with Hogan selling, because there's, there's, a, there's a part of him which is like, I'm not fucking selling this, but then at the same time he's like, I've kind of got to. Yeah. So for every, for every like fourth move, He'll sell it properly. When mm. the rest of it, he's just sort of like hey, you, motherfucking fucker. <laughs> like- <laughs> Fuck this, Hulk
0: Hogan. Uh, wow, he he goes to cut himself here. Uh, <laughs> oh. Adam, you're a fan of when wrestlers when good times go wrong, when good blade jobs go badly. <laughs> uh, particular favorite the. Recent WrestleMania, where Roman Reigns made a big mistake. (laughs) And we knew it was a big mistake because his face was highlighted red. (laughs) But uh, how would you describe Hulk Hogan? I mean, a lot of sauce comes out here, Adam, doesn't it? I wouldn't even call it sauce.
1: It's so thin and watery. (laughs) Uh, It's
2: like, like, do you remember Crusher? The stuff you had. The the milkshake (laughs) The milkshake cordial. Yeah. Yeah, It's like that. It.
1: sorry i knew it would be really hard to talk about this because there's one particular still i've got in my head and it makes me laugh so much it's when all the way up to the blade job HBK is punching hogan above the eye and jr's like he's trying to open him up above the eye so little blood will go in his eye he's trying to hard him you think no no i don't think he's actually trying to hard him. but Just the story is it, like, he yeah. wants to make him bleed so that hogan has less visibility <laughs> hogan within seconds of the blade job there is blood everywhere like it is gushing all out of Hogan's face and we get this one horrible close up of him looking sad with his eyes looking up oh, Jesus! His, his eyes are filled <laughs> like the whites of his eyes he, are there's, red. No,
2: there's no white in his
1: eyes it's, it's,
0: it's terrifying he's a blood he's a blood demon <laughs> it's so fucking metal I can't believe I want to have it tattooed on me seriously it's to the point where like the I Vatican see. needs to be called it looks like a miracle yeah. at some point
2: like. there, is, there is no white in his eyes it is pink
0: Like you want two Italian men in hushed voices to be like "Un miracolo El Hulk Hogan El Summerslam 2005 like <laughs> yeah great synergy here great uh great lighting up here with uh, all the announcers really on top of their game here Shawn Michaels has a bloody Hulk Hogan knocked down he does a big kip up and coach goes ho ho you call it Jr. I saw Shawn Michaels first match in the 1980s and then he does a sharpshooter <laughs> I have no idea what they're doing. It's like when the,
1: the game's... Di- the disc is scratched or something so the wrong commentary line plays I don't know what it is.
0: There's something wrong with our announcers. Call it, JR. My Spanish answers to <laughs> right Anyone call for a slobber knocker? <laughs> so we get the Sean shooter, which is fucking hideous. Oh, I swear, it? Billy, someday in this podcast you will see an actual sharpshooter <laughs> Yeah. One day. Two ref bumps come here. We get a low blow, a chair shot, an elbow off the top rope, And sweet chin music. And Coach then just says some really weird shit. Oh yeah, Shawn Michaels. It's the American way. The aggression. Getting it done. What? The American way. The aggression. Okay. It's like my boy John Cena in the hit movie The Marine. When they kill the police officers, you run after them. And when they get your wife, you keep... Running and you never stop and you never stop to say any dialogue. You just run. <laughs> you just run until you... they are compromised. And to a, to a permanent, permanent end. end. Hogan kicks out uh, oh. obviously. And he kicks out and he's shaking his head like a fucking dog that's come <laughs> in blood. like come ah, come <laughs> It's like a fucking awful dirty old dog coming <laughs> spraying blood everywhere like. I don't see the Dulux dog get fucking gashed open like Okay, the big boot. Where like he literally gets the big boot. And then it's like <joueing> this big prat falls. Big silly old timey Charlie Chaplin vaudeville bumps. That's the best one. He takes the
1: back bump, then he gets up, runs around in a Hello, circle. Hello, my baby. Hello, and honey Hello, my He turns How stiff as right a board, go? like Fuck such it. a joke.
0: Leg drop. Hogan wins for
2: fuck's sake. Did you see Sean during the pin? Mm. A big smile on his face. He's laughing. Really oh he's laughing during the pin. Jeez. You can see he's got a little soft giggle like
1: <laughs> that. <laughs> justification you gave earlier that Sean said about this match is such bullshit. Yeah. If he sat but there smiling Hogan. in the pin Oh yeah, everything Hogan says is bullshit anyway
0: though, Billy. Like Sean then goes the handshake he's like, I don't know, man. I just had to know like, what you could get away with doing this well you did and so. Hogan
2: still looks so pissed off like. yeah, he's furious. yeah
0: Hogan would uh, ride off into the sunset on this one yeah not even Larry King wanted to hear about how this one went down uh, an ugly piece of business to say the least Shawn Michaels would be face again the next night on Raw mm-hmm. Hogan would be gone for another year or so what did you think of it?
1: Pathetic, honestly. Like it makes for a hell of a botchmania highlights compilation. It's so funny. Like, like yeah. it's it's so funny. But as a wrestling match and as like the headline of a pay per view, this is fucking pathetic behavior. You're grown men, sort this out. Like
0: surely there's one professional bone in either surely. of your bodies. Like... it's not very
2: Christian, is
0: it? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. I mean. Like something Christian the heel would do yeah. in 2001
2: I mean I do I do love this match a little bit though me too it, obviously it's massively unprofessional on Sean's part out in the ring but it's also massively unprofessional from Hogan backstage Yeah. so I I, I, I think they outweigh each they balance each other out I think mm. and I think it, I, I do enjoy this match for the ludicrousness seeing seeing Hogan be that pissed off and floundering because he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, is a position you don't see because he's always been so protected by himself and by others around mm, him. Yeah. Seeing Hogan in a position of
0: ridicule, almost. ridicule, yeah, and Legit. also
2: not having the trust of somebody in the ring. He's going in there expecting something and getting something else, which is not something that has never happened to him. Mm-hmm.
0: And like that's my opinion. This match is like, I want to put it in a museum. Like, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, when we did Hogan for Haiti Wrestling, one of the first things I was like, I have to show I have to show Joe this because what encompasses the most interesting thing about wrestling for me in many ways, and this is the thing that most non-fans don't know about wrestling. There's this whole other world, the politics, the The actual backstage... How do all these grown men... When they're playing... Robbers and cops... Who's going over... Who gets to shoot who... Who gets to win... You know it's... It is... It's like... Children playing... And having Mm -hmm. to decide... Amongst themselves... Who gets to look a certain way... And... The high profile nature... Of this match... And the absolute absurdity of it... Where this could only have happened... Because of egos... And... Bad vibes... And mismanagement... And people getting their way... And an office... Still in 2005... You can't put its foot down and say no guys just do it this way no one can do an else Snow and say do it the way I want it to be done Legit. and anyone involved can say this match is oh no it's not that it's this or that it's how it comes across mm. Sean it may not have been your attention to do this absurd match but if anyone saw that match they, and hadn't seen it before, they would just be like, what the fuck? And they're not going to talk about the rest of it. They're going to go and Google what the fuck went wrong. Yeah. What's the politics? W-
2: was Was there ever any reportedness of Vince backstage? No. Was a- everyone ever- was happy
0: because it was a big mm-hmm. angle and it got over. Yeah. And because yeah. there was no follow-up then, it was just, well, SummerSlam, like, this was a really successful SummerSlam. It did do really good buy rates considering this is not a very hot period in time for, for, for WWE. Like... They didn't really start to E up until late 2006, I thought.
1: It was weirdly not reported on, the controversy of this, like, main event. Like, looking at the stuff from around the time, people were talking about, like oh, yeah, it was, like, around a three-star kind of match, and you could tell Sean was pissed off, but good way to close the show. And, like, you know, they only mention it. There was no real big analysis of what happened. I like. think
0: Botchamania owes a lot to the infamy of this match, where when you see this, the spots of this match cut up and put to, to music and yep. you see it as, like, a two-minute piece... It really highlights it how really silly it is. It really highlights absurdity. I think a lot of time if you sit down and you watch this, you kind of might... You could actually probably watch this. You're the biggest Mark in the world. You're a big Hogan fan. You could have watched this and thought, "Wow, the velocity of Hogan! (laughs) You know, you really have to. Yeah, you have to have a real sense of who these people are. (laughs) He beat him
1: so hard he was smiling during that pin. Yeah,
0: so didn't know where he was. Fucking hell, that's SummerSlam 2005. By no means was this a great American bash 2006. I had a lot more fun watching this than that. There was a lot more good wrestling here than at that fucking god-awful abomination. I guess liver enzymes weren't being tested here tonight. But I might as well ask the closing thoughts of the group. Billy, birthday boy here. yes. How did you find on revisiting SummerSlam 2005, including the bit you didn't watch previously? <laughs> <laughs> I.e. Um, the bit that everyone thought you were fucking putting this up
2: for vote yeah. for the first place. He's not one of you. Yeah, <laughs> it probably didn't help, but that's, I didn't mention the custody of Dominic in the blurb that no. I thought. That's because of the dark horse. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed the main event. I enjoyed uh, Batista versus JBL for what it was. Didn't enjoy the first two matches and I still loved Ray versus Eddie, in and then, spite
0: of all of the fucking hideous botches.
2: I didn't mind them so much. Was, like I said before, you know, it was the 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 ferocity of the of the two of them and what they're trying to accomplish, kind of protect that to a degree right okay and and I, I i i very much that is one of my favorite ladder matches i think so
0: you had a good time watching this one then overall it wasn't a boy pick that you re- ended up no, regressing like the last one
2: the, the first two matches are garbage i appreciate that eugene has not aged well but i enjoyed undertaker versus randy it was a bit slow but it was good seeing randy fucking try again yeah um Batista versus JBL was great I the the upper card was good the the lower to mid card was not
0: Adam what did you think how was your experience of summer 2005 you didn't seem to have a great time when I was watching it with you I
1: fucking hated this show (laughs) I hated it so much and I think the main reason I hate it is because it like the first hour and a half first two hours of it put me in such a bad way yeah first match of the night Chris Benoit don't want to think about him but Jesus we're off to a ropey start second match of the night a very real storyline that's kind of dark and personal
0: and so tone deaf the way it came across I forgot sorry I literally just repressed Matt and Edge there (laughs) and it just
1: ends with the good guy getting beaten up and bloodied and then that's it then follow that up with a a match with another tasteless angle that actually has really scary botchy moments where guys nearly kill each other followed by a match where a man with learning difficulty gets his ass kicked by an Olympic gold medalist like the show (sighs) get after yeah. such a dark sided <laughs> yeah. like, like they put all of the nastiest most tasteless feuds at the start of the show it's Empire
0: like they yeah, fr- got Eugene and Carbonite yeah. at the this one, they've like... all
1: got dark endings like if it wasn't for The Undertaker's grunts in the middle of the show I would have like given up and died <laughs> at this point in time like I fucking hated this because like you start off with the miserable shit and then all that follows after it is boring shit like the, the WWE title match was crap JBL and Batista was okay but even then it was still a boring match mm. like This show sucked, I thought.
0: While the show was nowhere near as good as I remembered it being at the time, it was not as bad as I feared it would be. No. Uh, This was, in terms of SummerSlam, which I felt like was a cursed show, I mean, SummerSlam 2004 from Bizarro World, cursed fucking show, like. And there's a lot of cursed SummerSlams. This is one of the better ones that was in the old cooler DVD box. But uh, I'm somewhere in the middle of you two. I definitely agree with you, Adam, that the first half of this pay-per-view is fucking dark-sided nonsense. Mm. But the second half I was pleasantly surprised by. And I honestly think that Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan is one of the most historically significant matches. Just in terms of, like, it's 2005, so we're just fucking working out grudges before the next big thing comes (laughs) along. Like That's what we were dealing with at that point in time. Well, there we go, another boy's pick in the works! And uh, maybe we'll uh, come back to this when we finish another you know, season, and maybe we'll dust ourselves off and come I'll back uh, with a better I'll choice. i think of something good for us,
1: Cheers, but let's just not bother with a vote, it looks like you pick something next Bill's on. picks! Come
0: on! <laughs> yeah, you can do three different picks, we can pretend to be you, that'll <laughs> yeah. work, yeah. Well, there we go, Season 4 approaches now, the boys have been picked! Thank you so much for listening, and as always, if you're listening on iTunes, SoundCloud, or on Stitcher, make sure you leave yourselves an old rating or review, and in the meanwhile when on over to Twitter, hit us up at AEPodcast to become a follower, or Facebook.com forward slash Attitude Era Podcast to give us a like. You can find plenty of
1: videos of our content on our social media, especially on Facebook, where we've got a full library of all the clips from our old episodes, classic episodes, current episodes, and Patreon content, so if you've not checked out any of the Smackdown Crawl or Bibliotech yet, you can get some little previews on Facebook.
2: Frail, the skin is dry and pale, the pain will never fail, and so we go back to botchamania stuff, and things that get you yeah. high, just leave them where they are and tell yourself you'll be the death of me. Remedy by SIVA everybody. <laughs> Off the album, karma in effect, it is the second track on the album. And we'd like to thank Remedy for their new album. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: NXT Takeover is brought to you tonight.
0: This month on Triple H's iPod Shuffle, we'd like to thank. And hey, if you like the episode and you want to support the Out of Chair podcast, and let's face it, wanna get access to a whole shitload of bonus audio content for your ears and also stuff for your eyes. Head over onto patreon.com forward slash AE Podcast. Support the boys, support the show, get access to the SmackDown Crawl nearly fifty episodes Oof. of is it really? Yeah. Wow. Nearly. nearly 50 episodes of Kevin Adam reviewing all of Smackdown episode by episode. The aforementioned Bibliothek. Looking at Bob Holly's book. The Hardy Boys autobiography. You got a taste of The Rock and Kane? Well, check out. We've got fucking Ryback self-help book as well. Oh. And whole video episodes. Up to hour-long feature-length episodes of Gamesmanship, where we play wrestling video games and obscure software All this and more for becoming just a $5 backer. There are lots of rewards to suit a lot of tiers. You can get Q&A episodes over 24 by becoming a $10 backer. Get access to every single commentary track. Everything from Beyond the Mat to The Marine and everything in between by becoming a $20 backer or heading over to selfie.com forward slash ae podcast. But until next time, it's going to be Season 4. Yeah. It's time to go back in time back in time to 1997. I bet you're going to have to watch. I bet we're all getting ready now. I've watched Flubber. And how about you guys? I watched Space Jam the other day. Oh, very, very good. We're getting yeah. 1997. Obviously, as we're going there and back again, uh, I was going to read The Hobbit. But Fuck off, Kevin. Well, <laughs> no, I'm not an idiot lose a loser I'm going to waste loads of time reading a book. I got the extended Blu rays to watch. Oh, uh, baby. This is going to be a nice, quick uh, mm. sneaky Kevin's. I'm like going to have to read the dumb old book. I'm going to breeze through these three, sorry, six extended Blu ray discs. Oh. It's going to be an easy in 3D yeah baby I've not got the glasses but I plan on squinting we'll see you and catch your ass down the road when Wrestlemania 13 baby will be coming down your ears very very shortly until next time and season 4 begins it's a goodbye from me Kevin me Adam I'm me Billy and we'll see you next time on the Attitude Era Podcast